If you were going to become a murder toy slash doll, what would you put your soul into? Murder toy. <laughs> I think I'd go with like a G.I. Joe doll or something. Mm. You know, I imagine that my little machine gun would also transform with me. I don't know about that. There's a lot of accessories, though. Yeah. Also, it kind of, I'd hope so. It reminds me of when I was a kid. I va- had like vague memories of this movie, like toy soldiers, little soldiers. I don't know where these dolls came alive and fought some kind of battle. Small soldiers? Small soldiers. Small, small soldiers. soldiers. Um, you know, so it'd be like that. I just, I don't know if you would get tiny real bullets. Or they would just be like plastic, <laughs> you're just annoying the kid. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be so perfect. Okay, and you're okay being three inches high or whatever the G.I. Joe's You know, I'm already short, so I'm used to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's fair. Garrett? Uh, I would put myself into a My Pet Monster doll. Oh. Because number one, it looks like a monster. Number Mm -hmm. two, it's got little plastic handcuffs, which is kind of (laughs) cool. And then number three, you know, you're pretty, it's pretty big. So when you run around with those long gangly arms and legs, (laughs) like with a monster with like the mouth with the giant teeth, that's going to be pretty freaky. Are you okay having a warty purpley nose? Oh, I'm fine with that. Okay. I mean, you know, if I'm a monster. I'm a possessed doll at this point. I feel like, you know, what do you got to lose? Would there be any, like, how would you go about haunting? Are you not really concerned with that? Oh, no. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it with the Annabelle stuff. It's more about just the psychological horror of seeing like a tiny little gangly monster thing standing in your doorway and then running at you. I mean, I'd be scared. I, I would be too. So would uh, I don't think any kid knows what my pet monster is anymore. Any anyway, so they'd be doubly scared because they wouldn't know it was a car. <laughs> Where did this old toy come from? <laughs> if you're not familiar with my pet monster, look it up. The way that the the length of the arms and legs make it really freaky looking. It'd be fun to be a mad ball, but that's not my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked Nintendo Labo. <laughs> that's a robot. That's not a doll. No, it's a or game. a toy. It's a game right. that comes with cardboard. Wait, and- game is not toy or doll. Oh, you mean Nintendo Switch Labo? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about like the old Rob the Robot thing. I was like, that's a terrible I'm choice. Like, oh, I'd be a Monopoly board. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like... <laughs> I like being the thimble. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, are you about to disqualify me from no, my answer? No, go ahead, go ahead. slash toy doll. But it's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it literally is a pile of cardboard, am I right? Oh, here it is. I'll, I'll describe it to you now. I pulled this off of Amazon. Um... Have fun making DIY cardboard creations called ToyCon. Bring them to life with technology on the Nintendo Switch system uh, to play games and discover the magic behind ToyCon works. So basically, these kids are going to be building their own cardboard contraptions. They would insert me into the Switch and I would have control. They would be my dolls. I would make them an army. You literally, you're made out of cardboard, though. They can just spray you with a spray yeah. bottle. Okay, well, and you're oh, it's the yeah. rain. My one weakness. <laughs> okay, look. They're in the bath. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> if you really want to pick this apart, you can. But you can pick apart any possessed demonic toy movie. So Jeez. I feel like my evil power yeah. <laughs> would keep my cardboard nice and crisp. Mark Sands is like, I'll be an easy bake oven. And then I'd poison them all. <laughs> I don't think that works because, you know, Chucky still got burned because he was plastic. I don't think you're. No, he was becoming becomes, human. We're getting ahead of. Uh, yeah, we're getting ahead, yeah. but I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying that horror films always have some magical, mystical reason that they can do what they can do. Okay, and okay. you need to light up on my little Nintendo Labo idea. Okay, all right, I'm gonna let this <laughs> one go. Oh, there, there is a, a version where you can make a piano, and I would just make it play Slayer's Ring and Blood only anytime they press the keys. That's not really horror. That I mean, sense. all right. 
You're just like, man, what? This thing's so fucking you know, broken. You know, hiding. <laughs> well, you got to start out slow, yeah. right? You're getting returned. That's what's happening to you. <laughs> hiding grandma's birthday money. Yeah. Uh, making a toy piano made out of cardboard yeah. play Slayer. Mark, you're really phoning it in, my dude. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Okay. You start slow yeah. and then you get to the I respect murdering. that. That's you're at I'm the saying. bottom. You're like, look, I, I'm an entry level horror uh, you know, monster. I can't be just starting at the top going after the That's Freddies. That's a good point. That's look, a good point. The piano upgrade doesn't come with the robot version. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. When they get the robot, then I can make them my personal They can't slate. afford it because you've been hidden, hiding all their grandma birthday money. So. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> Hey everyone, in this episode we are discussing creepy doll movies. If you want to enhance your experience with this episode, please watch Child's Play 2 from 1990 and Annabelle from 2014. Please enjoy. Hey all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing good. Today... We are going to be talking about dolls, and not the fun dolls that you want to play with and bake goodies for. And not sex dolls either. Although we might talk about that, but we're going to try to... Is that a genre of horror? Sex dolls gone not, wrong? If it's not, we need to make... Dude, real dolls, man. When are we going to make the horror movie with that? Somebody call Pornhub. Somebody somebody get Pornhub on the phone. We got an idea. <laughs> the CEO of porn. <laughs> before, so before we jump into that, because the movies we did were Child's Play 2 and Annabelle. Before and we jump one into of those, those was about a doll. <laughs> well, we can we can delve into that. I think it was about a doll. But um, what have you guys been up to? What have I been up to? Nothing really. Nothing. Honestly, I restarted playing Doom 2016. Great game. Because a uh, little teaser, we're going to be talking about Doom 2005, the movie, and maybe just a little bit about the uh, game series. Uh, that's coming up soon. So I just decided I needed to get refreshed. Other than that, uh, I did finish. The Adam Scott film that was directed by the guy that did Tucker and Dale. Friend of the podcast, though he doesn't know it, Adam yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to invite him on one time and maybe someday he'll come and join us and sit down. Um, Listeners, was, just FYI, we're eventually going to make an Adam Scott Grave Talk t-shirt. <laughs> and you need to buy one quick because there's a very good chance they will not stay around for long. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably cease and desist as too sweet. Immediately. Um, so I finished the Adam Scott film called Little Evil. That was a show. What did I say? Film. You said it's film. a movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's a feature length from on Netflix. I thought, I, the whole time I haven't watched it because I thought it was a TV show. Oh, no. It's like an hour and a half long. Okay. Um, it was okay. I still think uh, Tucker and Dale is his best, and then uh, Zombieland. Is it a best. comedy as well, or is it? It's supposed to be, but it, it isn't nearly as funny. Okay. Um, like it, Slither funny? <laughs> I think Slither's funny. Damn, Slitherburn! <laughs> Y'all need to lay off. Sliver was a good film. Uh, no, I think I think Slither's better. Um, it's okay if you're looking for something in the in the vein of uh, Omen or something like that. It's worth checking out. It's um, all for you, Damien. There's some decent jokes on it, but it can be a little predictable. Does it have Nickelodeon Kid Choice Award winner Elizabeth Banks in it? No, she is absent <laughs> from this one. So darn. If, you're, if you want to find a film that she's not in, here's one of them. You guys know I'm terrified that eventually we're going to get a letter from Elizabeth Banks being like, y'all need to lay the fuck off. Write us. We'll read it. Yes, we <laughs> sure will. And probably make fun of it. John dies at the end is basically going to be Elizabeth Banks showing up to his house, slapping yeah. him senseless because we keep talking about her. <laughs> what about you, John? Anything new? Um, No. 
<laughs> you guys have an active like personal I've, life. I've uh, you know been watching movies here and there, but um, we'll talk about them as they come up. Yeah, have uh, you been slaving away on any more uh, Alien Isolation? No, I haven't played Alien Isolation recently because that game is terrible and I hate it. And I think I'd rather do anything other than play that beat, game. Are you going to beat that copy of Resident Evil 7 I let you borrow? You know, I think I might pause not playing Alien <laughs> Isolation <laughs> to go play that game and actually beat it because I bet I would like it. I would recommend it. It's really good. It's better than Alien. It's not hard to do. Alien Isolation is borderline not a game. So, oh, <laughs> dude, we're getting real like feisty today. Hide and seek simulator at best. <laughs> that, that it is. Um, I do have a little bit of news. Um, Funko is going to start making cereal. Specifically, they're going to have an Elvira cereal, Freddy Krueger cereal, and a Beetlejuice cereal. Yes, it dyes the milk specific colors Are, too. Really? Is that what yes. it does? The Elvira oh, that's cool. one dyes the, the milk kind of black. The Freddy one dyes it red. Um, I saw that the other day on Facebook. I think my friend Tracy was like tagged in a post or something like that. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, they're making an Elvira cereal. That's awesome. Out of all the ones that I never would have thought an Elvira one, but that's really neat. I'm glad that her like her legacy is still yeah. living on though. Do like, kids these so days though know who Elvira is or Beetlejuice for that matter? I mean, we all know, but are like little ten year olds like, oh fuck, that's a Beetlejuice cereal. I fucking I love Beetlejuice. They, I mean, I hope so, but even if not, it's cool that they're gonna get the chance to be exposed to that though. Yeah. There's I a lot think, of stuff that we didn't know about. Elvira is still uh, an entity out there. She has like a Twitter page, and I think that she's done yeah. like a show here and there. So, but like in the she's kid still world, around. maybe not. Yeah, I think this is a cereal targeted at adult yeah, cereal this is eaters. One of those novelty that's like kind of like the like, hey, you know. Which don't get me wrong, I'm gonna be buying the fuck out of this. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to eat it. But <laughs> it does also include a mini Funko figure in every box. Sweet. So you'll get that Freddy Krueger figure. You know, I will. I wonder what flavors his is. Blood. Ass. <laughs> it's red so it's probably like cherry or strawberry it's probably like and gentlemen f- welcome to just insane chaos today. yeah i know i am a little feisty today <laughs> it's probably like frankenberry or something like that probably flavors that'll be interesting to find out what the flavors are yeah i just saw a picture of it and i thought like oh that's kind of cool they're all gonna taste like sugar so very yeah. true yeah. artificial sugar uh we'll find out in june i think that's when those are going to start rolling out so okay uh, we'll try them out and let you know oh we should do a podcast where we all eat it for the first time and like record our our thoughts while we eat while we test it out yeah, we can youtube if that. we yeah. do that i i specifically want us to eat it on the mic so people just have to listen to like 30 it's seconds chew. of like <laughs> wet mouth noise that just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so maybe gross. at first Ugh. let me cut that out yeah, uh, I'm yeah. out. I'm out. okay so but, uh, yes, today we're going to be talking about two doll films, uh, Annabelle. Oh, Garrett, did you have any news? <laughs> I was staring daggers at you like, yo, bro, you just walked right over me. Okay. Um, yeah, so no, I wanted to remind everybody that we are going to be going to uh, Texas Frightmare in Dallas uh, in the next like week or so, I think is when it's going to come out, right? May 5th. May 5th. So, I mean, I'm not sure when this soon. episode comes out, but it'll be like close to that. Correct. So. Um, yeah, we're going to be there. Um, I've actually decided to skip the No Effects Bad Religion concert and go with this. I know that was a big ask. It was a huge decision for me. I mean, but I think it's going to be interesting to go, especially since I've never really like kind of delved into this, yeah. you know, kind of like, you know, con for horror and stuff like that. I think it'd be interesting to see like what's there. Also, just kind of see how people interact and, you know. What's con life like? Yeah, because I mean, I know what con stuff's like for like really nerdy stuff because, you know, I'm a big comic book dork, but... You know, it'd be interesting to see like how the uh, the horror one is. So I'm gonna go to that, and we're gonna kind of take some video and some pictures, and just kind of 
do that whole thing up. So if there's anything specific that you guys, the listeners, uh, want us to maybe do or check out or, you know, look specifically for, let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to kind of, you know, keep an eye out for that and report back to you afterwards. I'm sure we'll do an episode where we talk about what we saw. Yeah. Uh, my goal is to get Tom Savini and Kane Hodder to kiss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. No, um, I've got a, a physical copy of the Friday the 13th video game, and I'd like to have Tom Savini and Kane Hodder both sign it. Uh, Kane Hodder reprises his role as Jason in that. That's and, pretty awesome. Uh, Tom Savini got to write and uh, direct all the kills. Of the, the, the game? video game. Oh, really? Yeah, so See, he was I did not know that. that at all. That's actually really cool. Um, That's superb. One of the things I'd like to do on this is is to get us maybe to to play that together, do like a YouTube thing with it, see what you guys think. At some point. Yeah, let us know, listeners, if that's something you guys would be interested in seeing. Um, there's also been talk of me playing scary video games and live streaming that because nothing's funner than watching a grown man scream like a six-year-old girl. I think the audience would agree. <laughs> don't watch Alien or don't play Alien Isolation unless you want to put our audience to sleep. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, so we'll be doing that. We'll be going to Frightmare. So if there's anything you guys want us to see or check out or you know keep you posted on, let us know. But uh, that should be a lot of fun. Also, um, I did, you know, after you let me know, I did pre-order that Mezco Jason. Oh, yeah. I got one uh, of those, figure. too. Okay. I'm did, excited. Did you get it yet, or is it pre-order? No, I think it comes out in the summer. Okay. So, I got the pinhead, and I got that in, and then How's I was the quality? The, the pinhead is... Well, it's on its way. I haven't oh, gotten okay, it in yet, okay. but, like, it's already out. So, the pinhead, it looks really good, but the Jason, I like the fact that the mask is removable. So, yeah, I... I I bit the bullet and actually pre-ordered that, so I'm pretty excited about that, too. Yeah, if you guys are into collectibles, go check out Mezco's website. They've got a whole line of these horror uh, creature uh, figures that you can get. They're about 30 bucks a piece, I want to say. About 30 bucks, about six and a half inches tall, but they've got some really cool ones. They've got a, a Jason, which is coming out. They've got an Alex from Clockwork Orange, which is coming out oh, next nice. month. It looks, looks amazing. They've got a pinhead. There's a Chucky that's out of print that's like... 200 bucks because i Ooh. almost bought it because i was like not for 200 bucks but i was like oh i'll totally buy that yeah but uh they got some good stuff coming out all right well anything else before we get into the movies let's start the show okay so today we're doing dolls and the two films we're doing is annabelle from 2014 and child's play 2 from 1990 so we're starting off with annabelle that was directed by john leonetti Stars Annabelle Wallace. She plays Mia. Ward Horton is John, and Alfre Woodard is Evelyn. So about Annabelle Wallace being in this movie, when the credits ran at the end of the movie, not to jump too far ahead, but to the very end credits, <laughs> um, it basically they started listing the actors, and then they listed Annabelle Wallace, and I thought they credited the doll for being in the movie. <laughs> I, I totally was like, I was like, did they just That's credit funny. the damn doll for being in this movie? And like, we had to rewind it and check it out and verify it, but. That was Screen Actors those... Guild does not mess around, all right? Well, Everyone you know, gets credited. Because well, this is based off a real doll that, right. like, supposedly is really possessed. And I but it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, I wondered if it was, like, one of those, like, kind of, like, well, just not to piss off the spirits, we'll give it credit. And I was like, holy shit, man, it's got a SAG credit. That actually would have been kind of funny. Like, oh, yeah. and as the doll is Annabelle herself or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Raggedy Andy is Annabelle in Annabelle. <laughs> So what what do you guys think of the whole doll angle? Like, are, do well, you, it was do, irrelevant to this movie. That's what I think. All right, you're going to do the technicality thing, but the, the doll had no purpose. But it was the focus. The doll was totally a, the purpose. It because could have been. It was just the um, like the MacGuffin. I guess it could have been a Ouija board, a, a necklace. I mean, you could have swapped that doll out with anything, and the movie would have been exactly the same. Could, oh, look, it's my haunted sure, but rock. You do that with a lot of stuff that has like. 
like puppet master could have been like Barbies, you no, know? I mean, you know? Well, yeah, but those are dolls. It have to at least be puppets. <laughs> so we should state that this Annabelle is a spinoff of the Conjuring series. Now, Which, whenever Annabelle was first shown to us, she was in a glass case inside of the family or the the wife and husband. Um, what are their names? Any? I should have thought of this before. Uh, that's Mister and Mister Conjuring. <laughs> anyway, the, the the husband and wife investigative team from Conjuring, uh, they have Annabelle in a glass case. Now, there was no backstory to her um, presented in the film, but... No, watch- they do. You, that nurse's scene in the beginning of Annabelle is... Uh, copy and pasted from the beginning of The Conjuring where they See, also I had to have explain that exact that, same... I never saw The Conjuring, yeah. but like when they did that and at the end I was like, oh, that must be from The Conjuring. Yeah, it's exactly uh, stolen from The Conjuring. Well, it's stolen because it's the same people, but... But I would say when The Conjuring came out, they made no hint that there was something outside of the doll causing the problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. When we call this a doll movie that when Conjuring came out, there wasn't really this backstory of things controlling the doll. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought Annabelle was going to be, or was doing more of a child's play-like thing. And in the nurses, when the nurses are explaining all the weird shit going on, they make it seem like Annabelle's doing some crazy shit. Oh, it's in rooms we didn't put her in, and things like that. None of that happens in her feature film. Right. Um to be fair, I have not seen this film until we watched it for this podcast. I seen so it. So I didn't know going forward kind of what these this was going to end up being. Don't let it spoil The Conjuring for you because The Conjurings are actually good movies. I don't know what happened to Annabelle, <laughs> but uh, this movie scared the hell out of me. So I then you will really hate The Conjurings. Really? Yeah, they're much scarier. Oh, I think. To hell with that. Then sounds like a episode. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only two of them, so. What do you guys think the first doll movie was, or possessed crazy, you know, doll? The first, like, kind of demon doll type thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be an old cliche. Well, there was that old black and white movie, Demon Doll, but I don't think that was the first. Well, there's Devil Doll? Devil Doll. With Hugo? Yeah, with Hugo, you yeah. stupid puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up, um, in 1963, we had Twilight Zone. There was an episode called Living Doll. Oh, I hate that episode. It's you want to know what the name of the uh, wife is? Annabelle? It is. Whoa, uh, I just guessed. <laughs> Annabelle buys her daughter a doll named Talkie Tina. I remember this now that you're, yeah, yeah that yep. was a good episode. Her newly um, yep. her newly married husband has a problem with the daughter because he can't have his own kids because he's infertile. So he's having a really hard time connecting mm-hmm. with the daughter, and that kind of plays into the episode. Um, so the doll starts telling the husband things like, I don't like you, you know, th- things that shouldn't be able to say. Yeah. And he starts to think the family's fucking with him. That, that's what I would think. Right. I mean, so he throws it away. It manages to make its way back into the home and into the daughter's bed. And he's like, what is going on? They throw it away again. And then he's going downstairs because he hears a noise and trips over the doll and dies. <laughs> and then the, the wife picks it up and it says, I'm talking Tina. You better be nice to me. And she drops the doll in horror. And that's how that episode ends. But. That's literally more action uh, from the doll than the entirety of Annabelle. <laughs> this is really going to be a sticking point for you, isn't it? I'm done after this because I am beating a dead horse. But I think the listeners know how how much I feel about uh, Annabelle not really doing much. See, I knew that the Conjuring was about like a possession type thing. 
But I didn't know, does the conjuring focus around the doll itself? The doll isn't even in the movie beyond like 30 seconds. Okay, see, I wondered about that because I, I saw this movie and I was like, wait, is because I know it was connected to the conjuring because I yeah. gathered that based off that opening scene. But I was like, is this an origin story about this doll? But then I found out they actually made a movie called Annabelle Creation. Yeah. And that's like the origin story. of. It's just doll. like a shared universe kind of yeah. deal. So, okay. So picture like a museum style room. No, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of the couple. I can't remember their name either, but I'm aware of the couple that yeah. basically does the paranormal. They did the Amityville horror stuff. Yep. They it's did. just a shared, yeah, just shared yeah. universe. Same. Cause then uh, that's how it all ties together. Cause yeah. one of my, my old roommate, James, he like, knew all about this backstory stuff and like he told me all about this annabelle doll and like what the the raggedy andy doll Mm -hmm. shit like that man scary fucking shit but um yeah they have youtube videos of it where they like moved it and it was interesting to watch but that's crazy but yeah this movie really did a number on me like it wasn't an amazing movie but some of the scares and some of the visuals like (laughs) you know there was many points in this movie where, like, I was screaming at the TV, like, no, no, don't do it. No, you got to turn. No. I was just, like, so, like, it messed with me. Do you know how often we'll bring up uh, time and place and format into question? Like, when we watch, like, a 70s film and it's a slow burn and we have an issue with it that way. Do you think this film got to you because of the way it's shot? Was there a lot of that noisy jump scare music stuff? The jump scares definitely, they seemed a little bit heavy handed. Like the noise was so loud. It was like, I could tell they were trying to scare me, but no, this movie specifically had like four things in it that like when they start, they were on the screen. I immediately like every hair on my body went up. I Mm. tensed up. I like started doing that thing where I kind of creep backwards on the couch and it was obvious because my roommate, like she's just, she's got her hand over her mouth trying not to laugh (laughs) because It drives me crazy when they when she does that. But like it's one of those things like I was really unnerved by just some visual stuff. So yeah, some of the like the jump scares definitely were designed to kind of do that. And they kind of got me a little bit, but it was more about like the subtle visual moments. Like there's a scene, and we can get into like the plot and what's going on, but there's a scene where like she the Mia, the main character, walks by a room, and if you just look in the background, like other people who watch it missed it. But you go back and the doll's just standing there, like just standing up and then mm. like up against the back wall. And like you can barely see it until you like until they make like uh, the camera focuses on it. Like, hey, you should be looking at this immediately. The moment she walked by that door, I was like, that doll is up. Like I was freaking <laughs> out. And everyone's like, what? Oh, I'm like, oh, you're right. And I was like, no, like I'm like immediately like just, just stop and turn around. You that the doll is standing up. Like that kind of stuff drives me crazy because it scares the shit out of me. Mm. I'm a real toughie. You get. I did not have that effect <laughs> from this movie at all. I'll tell you what, but uh, I'm glad that you did. I'll tell you. I mean, the first time I watched it, there you know some of the jump stairs got me, but um, but that kind of sort of visceral reaction I did not have. There's certain things that like really trigger yeah my like survival reaction and that kind of stuff little visual stuff that should not be that i notice like immediate like it's like yeah all right who do i need to like start swinging at you know like, <laughs> i'm just like freaking out so here's what the back of the box has to say it's a real short and concise one um in this thriller based on the terrifying doll from the conjuring john has found the perfect gift for his wife mia a rare vintage doll but mia's delight with annabelle doesn't last long that's it that's it that's concise. It's not wrong, I suppose. Yeah, and it kind of leaves you wondering what happens then. Yeah. doesn't tell you the whole story. just gets straight to it. Um, so, yeah, John and Mia, they're kind of like this average 60s 
suburban, 1960s suburban yeah, family, white couple, right? very um, just plain. About to have a kid, really doing the standard suburban stuff, and uh, you find out that the wife has uh, a love for collecting dolls. Terrifying dolls. Creepy fucking dolls. And I gotta be honest, if my wife was in on this doll thing, I would be out. <laughs> It'd be a hard out. I'm sorry. It, like, I understand the urge to collect things, but humanoid, creepy, you know. Like American doll sized, like dolls, like up to my waist, like tall dolls. Yeah. Yeah. And so he buys her this doll and he implies, oh, it's very expensive. You know, he jokes, oh, we're not going to be able to pay the rent or whatever. Yeah. And he puts himself in debt yeah. over the fucking doll. I was like, first off, no. But I got to commend him. There's no eBay in 1960, so right. I don't know how he found it. How that did thing. he hide that fucking doll from her? It was huge. I thought it was going to be a crib. <laughs> yeah, or something fair, like she, yeah they, they pulled that thing out. I was like, oh, he bought her a gun. Yeah. I thought it was like a gun at first. I was like, that's weird. And, and he goes like, and gets it. It takes him like 10 seconds. Like, anyway, I don't want to get that nitpicky, but it's a big, big doll. I guess is what I'm trying to get huge. across. Evidently, she's got a bunch of them from like the same series because like yeah. that was pointed out to me. It's like, oh, look, they all kind of look yeah, similar. It was like but... the missing piece to her collection. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, OK, I, I'll give her that. But I was like, that's so weird. And while this is going on, you kind of there's a TV running in the background that's kind of giving some information on what's going on uh, locally in the news. And it turns out this is right around the time of the Manson family yep. murders. And their neighbor's daughter had like run off to join a cult. We know they touch on that, you know, uh, in the very, very beginning of the movie. Oh, you know, we shouldn't talk about our kid because what happened to our neighbor's daughter? Right. Yeah. And I will think I think. I think one of the best moments in the film is when they show the family being murdered in the house oh, next dude, to them. Dude, I oh, I got so much to say about that. But yes, like so basically um Mia and what's the guy's name? John. 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 Um they have neighbors who are kind of older. Their daughter did run off and join a cult and, you know, the Manson family murder stuff is going on. The John and Mia like Mia wakes up like, yeah, she feels like a disturbance in the universe. Yeah, and she wakes up, and then, like, she looks forward, but doesn't look to her left. And, like, out her window, you can see in the neighbor's window, where, like, a, like the figure just, like, murders the neighbors. And you come to realize that it was the, the daughter coming back with her cult members to, yeah. like, kill the family. And this is where John makes the dumbest, one of the, the dumber decisions. dumbest decision. She's Against like, the smartest decision the wife made was right, to call the cops. Right, she's like, should we call the cops? He's like... Fuck the police. I got this. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> and he runs over there. Un I mean, uh. I mean, I can kind of see the logic. He's like, well, if we if it happened to us, I'd wish our neighbors would check on us for getting the police or involved. Or do but, both. Yeah. Do this. Simultaneously. Yeah, this isn't a one or the other decision. You could do both of these things. Yeah. And so he runs into the house next door. Well, he walks over to the house next door and he tells the wife to stay put in the house. And of course... Being the genius that she is, she follows him to the front of the other house and he comes out covered in blood. And he's like, Call the fucking cops. Like, you know, like, call them right now. She goes in and in the mousiest, most unhelpful. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'd react if like something like that happened. I think but, yeah, like, she's probably like in shock. Yeah, she's definitely in shock, but she's like, I need a police, something. Are you okay? She's like, Uh, blood, help, send. And I was like, You gotta give him something to work with. <laughs> And then she gives him the address. And from behind, you see she's being crept up on by the people who just murdered the family next yeah, door. Yeah, there's figures in the house. And then she starts wandering through the house. And you're like, holy shit. And she walks. 
to, Notably, to her room. All dark. She was like, it still didn't feel like it was yeah, necessary to turn, turn on any yeah, lights. Don't turn on any lights since someone just got murdered, clearly. Every light on the house should have been on at that point. Immediately. Absolutely. Or just stay in the front yard, you know? Like, Imagine if John would have ran out and, in my own mind, this everyone's much more sarcastic. And she'd be like, oh, now you want me to call the cops? Should I call the cops now, John? <laughs> yeah, that would have been great if she gave a little attitude. Yeah. It so was she, a different era. You know, they even mentioned that we they're not even locking their front doors. I mean, that was a common yeah, practice in the true. 60s. They're also leaving two-bedroom windows that completely align. No one closes blinds or curtains or any kind of well, privacy. Well, that's the thing about the Manson murders is, like, at that time, that really made people like, oh, my God, out of nowhere, this could just happen. Like, so it... it that's what was so freaky about a lot of that is like, mm-hmm. it was like anywhere, anytime you could yeah. basically have this happen to you. And so it did change the perspective of a lot of people at that time. So Mia goes upstairs after calling the cops. You realize there's figures in the house. She walks into a room and from their room door, you can see the the baby's nursery. And inside there is a woman in white holding one of her dolls. The aforementioned Annabelle. Yes, Annabelle. And she freaks out. And then turns around, there's another dude, cult member, who ends up trying to, like, he stabs her in the side, right? I thought he killed the baby. I was like, yes, whoa. That was like stabs the, her, like, in the side of the they stomach. implicated. And she's, like, full-on pregnant. And then, so basically a tussle. John comes back inside. Uh, there's a tussle, and, like... And the cops finally come. Yeah. They shoot Annabelle, who's still holding this doll. She bleeds on the doll, and I guess we're led to believe that's all it takes to possess a doll, well, they, like, they were a satanic cult, evidently, yeah. but like she bleeds in the doll, and the doll like sucks the blood of this yeah. girl into its eyeball. Socket. It didn't like, like that's weird. She didn't like say any magic words or anything. Like it just. Well, she might have. Remember, the door was closed, and the cops was banging on the door to get in. She True. might have done some incantation in the room. And All they right, did I'll, say you know, they I'll were give there you to that. sacrifice. They did say they were kill people for a sacrifice because they were trying to summon something. So All maybe right. that was. I withdraw my complaint. Something. It wasn't completely clear, though. I agree. I think they left it open for interpretation because it did have that blood symbol. Yeah. So now the doll's possessed. And the doll has the blood of yeah. dead Annabelle in it. The baby is okay. We find out. You know, we, the uh, baby's fine. They give birth to the baby. Um, though, apparently, all wives did in the 60s was sew. Just sew, sew, sew. Because all Mia does all day is just sew something. Trying to watch... Her soaps or whatever yeah. in the meantime. The world's like, like loudest sewing machine. She's bedridden like during the pregnancy because they're like too much trauma could cause right. you or the baby to die. So you so, got to take it easy. And before we get to that, I want to point out that there was a whole scene before the, the <laughs> family gets killed and stuff like that. And they get attacked where she's like watching the Manson footage and she comes over and like she's like the husband. She's like, you just seem so distracted. And he's kind of like, well... You know, there's a lot to worry about all of a sudden. And she's like, are you talking about me? Are you talking about work? Or are you talking about the baby? And he's like, both. And like, <laughs> like he just flat out like kind of tells her like, I don't really want this baby. It was the 60s. You could do that kind of you shit. You think that's what that meant? Oh, he was definitely not happy about that. And I was sitting there going like, my dude, like, what do you expect? Like, it's too late now. You can't do anything well, about this. I mean, they like snipe at each other a little bit. I, I, I personally thought it was more like flirty, jokey. I guess it could also be taken like more seriously. Oh, I thought he was just stressing and like, like she was like, you don't, you don't want the baby kind of thing. And he's like, nope. And I was like, whoa, just flat out to your pregnant because, wife. You're gonna say that? I, huh? Yeah, I thought it was like a joke because because when he gives her the doll, he's like, oh, hold on, I got you something. And she's like, oh, the last time you told me that, I got pregnant. I was. It was funny because like, oh, yeah. that, she said that, and I was like, butt stuff. 
<laughs> story. <laughs> I was like, you're done here, guys. Come on. So anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's bedridden now. And then uh, naturally some weird shit starts to happen. As we mentioned, the doll had the blood drip on the eye. So now the spirit of Annabelle is, I guess, connected to the doll. Yes, it's yeah. the the spirit of Annabelle is living inside this doll. I assume it's like a child's play scenario, except you know Annabelle can't talk or move. But well, she can move. Yeah, we see the, the pick up the doll. She carries it on several occasions. True. All right, but it's like a weird black figurey shape. It's not really like. Annabelle. Do you remember that there's a time when the, she sees the reflection of Annabelle holding the doll in the mirror? True. Yes. Yeah, there's, that's true. There's no Annabelle is definitely. So she's outside the doll. But still connected to the dog. This is kind of like, one of the problems I have with this film is it seemed to be inconsistent on what I was dealing with. It's here. like she's right. it's like it's like she has to have a host body and the doll just happened to be her she didn't have a living form, right. a carbon based in form. In the doll. And we haven't even touched on the fact she's that she's kinda linked to the doll. They summoned a demon and then a demon's behind all this. Right. So I was like, is it a demon? Is it Annabelle? Is it both? Like what maybe it, the demon was taking on? on her shape. I assumed it was a demon the whole time, and like the blood seeping into the doll was what sort of finished whatever weird shit needed to happen for this demon to come. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the demon, demon was, was actually the yeah. Okay. Was the one doing all this crazy shit, not really Annabelle per se, like herself. But I don't like that. You're right. It was very unclear. No, yeah, it, I don't like it either. In fact, I, like I don't like this movie. An- <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of Annabelle, the dead Manson girl, doing all the crazy stuff. Yeah. Not some just randomly summoned demon that comes out of nowhere. I, well, let me let me ask you a quick question about this. Because after they get attacked, they go back to their house. And he's like, I'm going to go back to work. Because he's a doctor. Or he's a resident. He's, he's not a even resident. a full doctor. Okay. So some other rich. He's a resident. Anyway. And um, like... Would you, if you got attacked by a crazy ass cult, if you got attacked and like almost killed in your house, would you stay in that house? Well, they do move. And it was at this point in the podcast when old Mark pulled out a picture of a demon just so he could refresh himself and his buddies on the podcast. It wasn't unknown to him that Garrett was usually afraid of such things, but he didn't think an image on a phone would scare the shit out of him. Oh, fuck you. What the hell, dude? What? It's a picture of the demon. Oh, my God. I didn't expect that. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I took a photo of it when I was watching it last oh. night, just so I could see exactly what it looks like. That's a good That's a good looking demon. That's a... That's not Annabelle. No, that's not. It definitely is a um, demon. God. They do move. They move from the house into the apartment. Yes, but they stay in it for a while. Like, I assume they, they had to like finish their lease and find an apartment. It's and until stuff. she starts seeing things happen again that I'm just like... If I was ever attacked in my home and almost killed, I'd have a real hard time right. feeling comfortable there ever again. I well, because then some weird shit happens, right? Like the popcorn, they, she goes to make popcorn on the stove. There's no fucking way she wouldn't have smelled burnt popcorn. Yes. It's impossible. Because you know when people make popcorn in an office, it makes the whole yeah. office Somehow smell like her entire sense of smell just gone. I, uh, You know, just magically, I assume. So, the evil kept the smell at bay. Right. what you're trying to tell yeah, me? Yeah, so Annabelle or a demon or a doll... Some some entity turns on all the burners uh, on her stove while she's making stovetop popcorn, and it catches on fire, and then that's like a huge calamity, and she's like, oh, what's happening? And then she tries to run away and falls down, and then like the demon grabs her and drags her, and she's like, fuck this place. We're moving. Yeah. Which was, and the uh, husband's com- out of town on vacation, yes. so he comes back to find her in the hospital. She's still pregnant at this point, and yeah. that's when you find out she had the baby. So he comes back, finds out he's had a baby girl, 
She's in the hospital, and he's like, we're moving. Yeah, and she's like, get rid of that fucking doll. Very yes. appropriate response. Yes. Get out of the home. So he's she's, he wants to get rid of the doll, which he, earlier they established was very expensive, and his best idea is to just throw it away. In the trash can next to the house. Yeah. Why not sell it to somebody else? If it's this expensive collectible doll, why not try to no. recoup some of your money? Okay, just FYI, ladies of the world, if you ever hook up with me, and like we're dating and you have a doll and you're like, that doll's fucking possessed. Get rid of it for me. I promise you, I will burn that thing to ashes. Yeah. But he didn't believe her. He was like, oh, just crazy women doing crazy women things. You know, he had, his, like, he had that six- in your house and right. almost killed. Anything goes, bro. Right. But like, he wasn't there. He didn't know that. So and he I, obviously has like a 60s mentality, right? He's just like, oh, she's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> She has the vapors. Yeah, you know. Uh, I feel like I need to interject and say that the first time they tried to get rid of Annabelle, they didn't know it was possessed. She wanted it gone because Annabelle, the woman, was dying and had it That's in her right. hands. That's right. Oh, the, good point. The girl yeah. who tried to that, kill her. So it wasn't actually linked in their mind yet to some right. crazy paranormal activity. So he made no effort to get any money back. He was just like, oh, there goes some month's rent in the trash. No, they put them in debt. Remember, he's like, he's like we'll yeah. go make rent. And it's like... Which I assumed was a joke, like he was just trying to impart how expensive it was, and it totally worked. I get it. Expensive doll. Sell it to somebody else yeah, for- he is a doctor. I can't yeah. imagine his doll put him out so, of rent. Yeah, it is true. So even if you only get half <laughs> I don't know your, what doctors make. <laughs> oh, what, what do they make, like seven bucks an hour? Yeah. It's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? <laughs> so, so yeah, anyway, they, they try to get rid of the doll, and surprise, it doesn't work. It comes back. Well, they move to they, yeah. they move. San Francisco- or I, I guess it was like San Francisco. I, I didn't like, know where they went. They I moved just, somewhere else. Yeah, but like somewhere suburb or urban place. Yeah, a little mo- more urban yeah. place. And when they're unpacking the dolls in their shit, and they're just like, the guy's like, is it the guy or the girl? The, yeah, the guy was like, whoa, how'd that get there? I swear I threw it away. And then, oh no, the, yeah, the Mia, lady Mia pulls finds it, out. it in a moving yeah. box. And she's like, oh, and then she's gonna. She decides, oh, I'm just being crazy. I'm gonna get over thinking this doll is a, a bad idea, and it's, she puts it back on the shelf, and the dude's like. Where the hell did that come from? I yeah. threw it away. And she's like, don't worry about it. Don't throw it away. I'll get over the trauma. And I'm it's like. It's because they went to church and the pastor gave a sermon about being strong and facing your fears. So she decides to keep it. Dude, she was really seriously. weird about it. The first time I watched it, I was like, is she being hypnotized right now? Because she was all like. I thought that Petting too. the doll. And she's like, oh, I totally. I thought it had under a trance. Yeah. Also like, like oh, I'm, you're, you're mine no. now. And I was like, oh, I that's think, I think the takeaway was. Oh, you know what? John spent so much money on this. The priest says I should confront my fears. I'm going to do just that. Yeah, her words do indicate that as she starts talking. But at first I thought she was like in a trance also. But still, that's just the dumbest thing. So they keep the doll and weird shit starts happening. Um, uh, At one point, like I could overlook a lot of this stuff, but the most egregious foul happens when that baby carriage gets hit by that bus. The way it is filmed, you see her pushing a carriage. The baby is in the carriage, right? She is not holding the baby at all. Keys drop. Baby's still in the carriage. You see her bent over to pick up the keys in no physical possible way because she'd be holding a child. She stands up and miraculously, the baby is in her arms. She's, she, the, the stroller rolls out in front yeah. of the garbage truck, gets hit, <clears throat> but then you like it pans up and you realize that she had the baby in her the whole time yes this it was is also, a really bad cut this is also the scene where she sees the reflection of annabelle holding the doll yes yes in the so window of maybe the door there was some weird ethereal way the baby was lifted out of the carriage by the ghost lady 
and like hand it to her. I guess. That, I'm, that's, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to think it out. Like, no, it based is, on what we I'm saw. I'm call you what, Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is, I mean, to me, like that, after that, I had lost all respect for the movie because like those other stuff is admittedly kind of minor quibbles. That is just a huge plot hole. The way it is filmed is internally inconsistent. Yes, it was very with poorly what it edited has. and filmed. But this is also, that happens after she meets these two kids in her new building that are drawing pictures on oh, yeah. the steps. And then like she's like, hi, what's your name? And then the girl's like, I'm so... And the boy's like, don't talk to yeah, her. She's he's a like, stranger. Stranger danger, bitch. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and, ultimately, uh, that doesn't go anywhere. Like, no, they say they're going to talk to the kids, yeah. and they never talk well, to the Well, she again. comes back later from like previous errands after meeting her neighbor, who's like this uh, elderly black lady who lost yes. her kid who runs a bookstore downstairs. Healthily runs an occult bookstore. Yes. Very convenient. And, um, <laughs> I was wondering, how many bookstores in the 60s had devil books yeah. on the shelf? Just prominently like, no. displayed in yeah. the window. It had like a you. whole section, like, oh, this is our occult section Aisle over four. here. Yeah, yeah. Made, I, I don't know. I wasn't alive then, so I don't know. But yeah, so she comes back after running some errands and meeting that lady and finds these pictures of the kids who were on the steps drew. And it actually is like kind of like stop motion animation. And like each picture shows her kid getting hit by a garbage truck and then like blood everywhere. Yeah. And she's like, we need to go talk to their parents. And John's just like, yeah, we can do that, but let's be cool. We don't know these people yet. And then they never actually follow up no. on that. But then like later on, like a couple scenes later, is when that whole thing with the baby stroller right. happens. So it's kind of like, oh, it was foretold. It was foreseen. But it is yeah. the red herring that she had the baby in her hand after all. Oh. And it was just like, oh, that's terrible. But yeah, John, you totally jujitsued her because he did not want to talk to this kid. So he's like, yeah, yeah we'll totally do it. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is after a few things like, the rocking chair with Annabelle is moving on its oh, own. Yeah. The sewing machine's running on its own. Very Something. standard spooky Bro, thing. It yes, took right. that man like five minutes to turn, figure out how to turn off a sewing machine. Now, I've never really seen a sewing machine before in my life, but I bet I could figure out faster than he was like, just at one point, I just expected him to like look at, pick it up and look at the bottom. He had like no idea what to do with this device. He's take out the instructions. <laughs> yeah. and really step one. Um. So what's really funny about that is we're watching this movie and that's happening. I'm like, dude, just unplug that yeah, damn sewing right. machine. But so by, at that point, my roommate turns to me, she's got sewing machines because um, she sews and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, that reminds me. I need you to help me fix one of my sewing machines because if I plug it in, it does that exact thing. <laughs> the pedal's stuck. And I was like, She's like, I got to figure out how to wheel this into the living room and turn it on in the middle Creepy of the night. Out, I was yeah. like, I will burn this house to the Ooh. ground. I was like, do not tempt yeah. fate because something's either going to like be burned to the ground or someone's getting hit. Right. I don't want it to be you. But um, <laughs> yeah. Would that so be that, scarier than me showing you a picture of a demon while you're talking to the microphone? I really wish you... Dude, <laughs> that was you great. give me some kind of warning. <laughs> I didn't know a picture would scare you. But as Mark was saying, this movie... Lots of filler with every horror cliche you could possibly think of. Rocking yes. chair, creaking closing doors, appliances just being turned the on. Numbers. Yeah, phone, you know, suddenly cuts out. All of your just, yeah, it's paint by numbers horror for and sure. And Mia walks through her house oblivious to crooks and crannies. Like, yes. I'm intimately familiar with all the places <laughs> in my house that something could be standing that shouldn't be there. Just in case I walk to that room and see something that shouldn't be there. And she just walked through that house brazenly without paying attention. And I'm like, if shit is going on, if things are going crazy, 
you need to be more attentive. Right. You have a baby now. You better be more responsible than you were previously. No, she's wildly irresponsible. There's that one she's scene- She's a really bad parent. I was gonna say it. At this point, she's convinced, all right, some evil shit is happening. Well, and before then, you get there, um, I wanted to mention that when all this stuff was going down, she said, I don't want to hear anything else about this. I don't care about the Manson murders. I don't want any backstory. I'm going to move on with my life. They moved to a different house and, and it follows them. Yes. So now all of a sudden she's like, okay, now I'm curious. I need to find out what's happening, right? So she calls in a detective who brings his files in, like all of his pictures, all his crime scene documents. As you do when a stranger calls you. From the previous yeah. like incident that happened yeah. in the suburbs. And without any reason, the, the detective lets her keep one of the evidence. photos. He lets her keep evidence. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to keep this one since you don't care. And he's just like, well, whatever. Like, that never would happen. No. No, you. that's yes. evidence, dude. You have to keep that. Right. Maybe things were different in the 60s. No, but. I don't think so. Evidence was evidence. <laughs> but she needed to see the blood symbol that was smeared on her wall so she could go to the bookstore and we can move this plot well because it's because at one point um she goes to the basement that she this is that happens right after this scene she goes down to the basement of this building actually yeah probably the only actual scary scene in the movie i and really she, like the basement scene. and the basement is basically just a bunch of chain link fence like cubbies like, yeah you know, i like, guess probably would have been common yes, in the 60s it's oh common. it's still common it's now still yeah okay, yeah okay and so she goes and puts the the um the stroller back in there and it's dark. She doesn't turn on a damn light in this whole place, which I'm first off like, turn on every light but in this basement. she had basement. a flashlight. After you've been attacked and almost murdered yeah. in your home, maybe, turn a maybe, fucking light on it, in the basement. Since she brought a flashlight down, maybe, even though I don't like giving this movie the benefit of the doubt at all, there is no illumination down there. It's possible, but then you wait till it's daytime. <laughs> or you, you need to take you, that up with your, your landlord. Yeah. It's like, dude, we need some lights. The tenant yeah. board needs to be talked about But she this. did bring a flashlight, so she knew that she was going to need the flashlight. So she starts hearing noises down there, and in the, the most roundabout way, kind of like haphazardly looks around, but like a sheet-covered gurney gets pushed out of one of the <laughs> like the um, little chain, like, you know, cubbyhole things, and... A figure starts rising up. Then all the lights go out. She runs to the elevator. You this see part this was cool. Dark yeah. figure slowly, and I couldn't see it initially, but immediately my roommate was like, "Oh, look at that giant dark figure!" Fucked me up at that point. I was like, "Oh, I never saw anything." You're talking about where she's repeatedly hitting the button, yes, and it's something's not moving going closer and closer floor. and closer to. I her. didn't see that. It's hard to see, but once you see it, you can't unsee it. I thought the scene was really well done, though. Oh, Just her panic trying to go up to level four, but it's not going. If only that demon had remembered to lock the emergency exit. Yep. The mark that was in the evidence, the the satanic symbol, gets cut onto her arm. Yeah, that's true. And then the next day it's gone. And that's why she wants to talk to the, the police officer, because she recognizes that symbol at that point. And she's like... Oh my God! I had this cut on my arm, and that why couldn't you have just stolen the picture? That would have made a lot more sense. You just sort of pockets it and it's like, oh, here's your file back. You're, Not like I'm just gonna keep it. this picture. <laughs> right. Thank you. So back to the so this is where we find out it's a demon, right? And so she's like, yo, I'm being haunted, and some weird shit happens in her house, and she's like, all right, baby, I'm just gonna put you on the floor. She puts the baby on the floor, and then just goes and wanders the fuck off, gets herself locked in a room, and then like books just start falling all around her kid. Uh, uh, she leaves the baby in the middle of the yeah, floor. What is she think she is? She knows that her house is haunted, and she's like, "All right, you're on your own, baby. I gotta go over here." She's like, "This sucks. Shouldn't have gone and done this stupid thing that I did." She if runs have, back to the baby. No, no, no. Okay, so wait, hold on. Because when she goes and picks up the baby, that's when the Annabelle doll's on the floor next to her. Right. But before that, uh, like I don't know how many scenes ago, she sees something. 
and like she runs oh no she hears the um the baby mobile playing a song oh, yeah. which i found out is the same exact uh song that plays from the music box in the conjuring oh okay that's so cool. it's the same it's the same tune nice um but she sees this and that's when she runs in that room and like you're looking over her she's looking down in the 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 um the crib and then um the baby's not there oh no no she walks in the room she doesn't notice that the giant Annabelle doll is not sitting on the shelf right in front of her face. She looks down at the baby, and over her shoulder in the room behind her is where you see the doll just standing in this little far back corner, yeah. barely noticeable. That's the thing I immediately was like, that doll is there. And everyone's like, what? And I was like, yes, right there. And then that thing runs at you, like creepy like doll run at you. And then as it gets right before her, it turns into um, Annabelle, the human, like the ghost oh, that scene. I think that's I meant think to what be you the saw, kid. Yeah, you saw a young Annabelle. Oh, you see yeah. a young Annabelle. When she Annabelle. hits the door, she immediately turns into the dead version of herself. That. Right. That's why they, uh, they, for very unnecessary reasons, have a picture of young Annabelle in the police officer's file. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that you would recognize. Okay, oh, okay. that's see, I didn't put that together right away, but like that scene, that was like when it started running at yeah. her, the kids. I was like, that's when I was like, no, no, like I was <laughs> screaming at the TV. I was just like, no, stop, turn around. I was like so angry because I was like, <laughs> yeah. whatever you do, and then she does, and it turns into giant Annabelle, and I was like. Oh my god! Giant Annabelle, well, yeah, normal. <laughs> regular, regular size, normal human sized Annabelle. <laughs> it's a regular size. She's Rudy. massive. But um, um. anyway, so like that scene happens, and then later on is when the book thing happens, and then yeah. she goes and picks up the baby off the floor, and then out of next to her, like maybe like four feet away, the Annabelle doll is like slumped over, and then it slowly starts sitting up, yeah. and then slowly raises up into the air. Now, when it was in the air. That didn't bother me. When it started sitting up on the floor, that messed with me. And then you yeah. see it's the demon holding, holding it. it. Yeah, so it's more like a puppeteer than a oh, doll. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. So well, again, my point is like I have a, an issue with this film because I don't know if it's the demon, the girl, or what. Like, I believe it, it's the demon the whole time. That's I didn't how. think about that, but now <laughs> that you guys say that, you are so right. Like It's never established which is the threat. There, Yeah, it's... Yeah. So I think we beat the crap out of this movie enough. <laughs> so to wrap it up real yeah. quick. So basically like. I need to mention that one of the scenes that I thought was great. When Mia thinks her daughter is in the crib. it Then it turns into Annabelle and starts laughing or something. She picks it up and starts banging its head straight into the crib. And then it turns back into her daughter after she threw it across the room. We we all thought that she like, killed oh, she her just baby. Yeah. Her daughter. We thought that the, the demon fucked with her and murdered. Because like, at that point you know that like. Like from the 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 cult bookstore owner and the the priest who comes over and takes the Annabelle doll gets killed by the Annabelle ghost and the doll makes its way back to the house at that yeah. point like that's when you that's when it's revealed that like this demon needs a soul like right. it was summoned for a soul it never got it when they were killed in the house in the suburbs so the priest doesn't die but it was close he yeah, was yeah, in a coma right. hospital and he actually gives us that info is like it wants her soul right yes but. Breaking all demon soul rules, he's like, "Oh, but it can't just take it. Someone has to offer Why their soul. We give it to." It's I was like, like what? "Since when? And how would anyone know that?" Every priest knows that. Yeah, but okay. Except they don't. Let's say that she had never run into a priest. How was Mia gonna find out? Oh, I'm supposed to give my soul to this demon. He wasn't doing a grade A job communicating this information. Well, I don't think I don't think she knew that. I think what it was is like she thought the demon wanted to take the baby's soul. Right. And then it's slowly like she's 
I think they're the demons relying on like, oh, no mother will just let us take their baby soul. They'll offer us theirs instead. That's so, a gamble. Yeah, it is a very big gamble. <laughs> demons are not good at what they do. No. Evidently. Well, he like, did write in red crayon on the ceiling, want her soul or something like that. Yeah, the so, pronoun game. So though. Kind of, After a couple more days, it probably would have been like, Dear Mia, I would like to have your daughter's soul signed the demon. Yeah. You know? Could you please kindly offer me a soul? Preferably your daughter's, but I'll take any. Look, dummy, let me spell it out for you here because you're just not getting Look, this. I wrote it in crayon. I mean, come on. What else do you want? It's a certified letter. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, so eventually, like, you know, she, yeah, when, when that happened, when she smashed the doll and it, it turned back into the baby. But it was actually just messing with her head. Yeah. I totally thought she killed her baby. And I was Same. like, oh my God, that is the gruesomest ending. And I thought that was going to be the end of the film. But then you yeah. find out it was a red herring. Sure. But Dude, if the movie had that much like balls. courage. Yeah, I was going to say balls. <laughs> I wasn't trying. I would have forgiven everything about it. I'd be like, holy crap. It really just stepped the ninth inning Absolutely. home run, man. But no, right. it did not. So at this point, the, the bookstore lady's over. They've been having some tea, talking about some of what she's went through in the past. And um, the ghost, or the I'm sorry, the demon starts haunting again, shoves her out the door. And at this point, Mia's had enough. She realizes, I have to sacrifice myself to save my daughter. Um, husband gets a phone call, so he's running home fast as he can. After talking to the priest in the hospital. Yeah, and got that info dump. And now we get to a, the climax of the movie where Mia's standing on a ledge holding Annabelle and she's about to throw herself out the window while her bookstore friend and husband are trying to talk her down. Okay, okay, okay listen to me. Please, calm down. It took my baby. Please, you gotta calm down. Please calm down, okay? It wants her soul. I have to get mine, John. Mia, no, don't do it. It won't give her back. No, no, Mia, listen to me. Leah needs you here. Okay, sweetie, I need you here. Please, don't do this. Like the eighth story, she's going to chunk herself out the window with the Annabelle doll, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, yeah. they managed to catch her last minute and pull her back in. And one of the things we failed to mention was some of the backstory for the book lady was that her daughter died in a horrific accident. And she was going to take her own life. And during tried, that moment, yeah. the daughter came to her in ethereal form or what have you and said, no, mom, you have another reason to live. <laughs> Don't kill yourself yet. There's something else you need to do. At this point, the bookstore lady takes Annabelle and throws herself out the window yes. to become the she, sacrifice she to get the She gives them a soul. She gives a soul, her soul to the demon to make sure that, you know, they are okay. There has to be another way. There is. I can make it right. This is what Ruby meant. No, no. And then he, it cuts to her dead body on the ground, bleeding with the doll next to it. And I was like, is the doll going to soak up her blood and become like haunted again? Ooh. Like, I thought it was going to like be a cycle that this doll repeated. And I was like, <laughs> multiple personalities in the doll. Oh, that's crazy. That I, like it. I like You're it. You're giving this movie way too much credit. I, I am. I definitely <laughs> am. But so that's how it ends. And then it cuts to like, what? Them just kind of doing their own thing. Six months later, things are starting to average out. The priest is back in his parish doing his thing. And they're like, hey, is everything That was some right? crazy shit. Shit that happened, yeah, huh? Yeah. All right, see you later. And then we get a scene of some, classic priest. Yeah, somehow Annabelle has now made it into another toy store, looking dirty and gross. I don't know who would buy that fucking thing, right? 
Yeah, and you find out that it's because in the beginning, when like the the college girls are like, we just had this doll, and you know this, and it, like the the opening scene at the end of the movie is when that lady's aunt buys the doll for the college girls yeah. in the beginning. So We're it comes nurses, full, we help people. Yeah, it comes full. That was terrible, but yeah, it comes full circle. So um, that's the end of the movie. Now, again, this movie was not (laughs) written well, but some of the visual stuff, like, it hit me dead on. Like, this movie really scared me at times. But you're right. There's a lot of damn plot holes in this movie. With the horror scenes, it worked for you. I think if if a movie, a horror movie is trying to scare me, it did a really good job of scaring me at moments. Now, is it a story that I'd recommend to people? Eh. Probably not. If someone's like, I'm looking for something that's really kind of like creepy, I'd be like, you can go watch, watch the original horroring. Eric, ori- horroring. The horroring. <laughs> the, <horror laughs> the original conjuring. That would scratch people's itches. See, you now know, I kind of want to watch it, but I'm really scared Going, to watch it now. I think, you know, I have. I'm extra harsh on this movie because I like the original Conjuring so much. And this is like, oh, we're picking up the baton. And I mean, they just like picked up the baton and like chucked it in a trash can. <laughs> I was they really, just threw it off yeah, the track and like, go get it. Really heartbroken that this was like, you know, in that Conjuring universe. I saw this one after I saw Conjuring 2, and I'm not a big fan of Conjuring 2, so I, it didn't affect me the same way that you're describing. I think Conjuring 1 is a better film, too. Yes. Um, I think it's okay. I think Conjuring um, 2 is a better film than Annabelle? Yeah, Come on. Yeah, well, this maybe. movie kind of messed me up, too, because I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the the legend of Robert the Doll. Dude, this is... It's a doll that was supposedly no. possessed, and um, I'm not going to go into the whole backstory because we'd be here for, like, 15 minutes for me to describe it, but basically it's a doll that, like, is possessed by something, and this little kid, like, becomes its friend, and then the parents try to get mm. rid of it, and it ends up, like driving the parents like crazy and like you know all the stuff like that and then he grows up and then he finds the doll again and then like he ends up like talking to it and his wife is like holy shit like again robert the doll is like real life stuff this is supposedly a real life event and there is there's an episode of lore about it but there's also like some really great articles about it lore's that amazon prime show yes i'll check 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 out robert the doll if you like possessed dolls this one is like the way that like it spanned his entire life, they've locked it in a thing. The son leaves for college after they hide the doll. The mom lives by herself with it and eventually ends up taking it out because she's like, it wouldn't stop talking. It wouldn't leave me alone until wow. I let it out. And so she's like, when the son comes back, she's like, whatever you do, you can never let him see this doll again. I managed to keep it away, but, and then he finds the doll again and then he like loses his shit. Robert, Crazy. The doll, check it out, man. It's okay. creepy as hell. Definitely some homework to do on that. Um, one fun thing I thought, uh, when they do see Annabelle in the shop at the end of the movie, there's a Raggedy Ann in the back. As you mentioned earlier, John, the original Annabelle in real life was a Raggedy Ann doll. So I was like, that's a nice touch. Um, the film was shot on a $6.5 million budget and grossed $257 million. <laughs> You're of kidding me. No, it was a huge hit. Huge. I mean, it was everywhere, man. Do you think it's because of the Conjuring? Yes. Yeah, because it had a good enough marketing campaign. I think it's both. But, um, yeah. This is also the Blumhouse Studios uh, uh, formula. Oh, they were pumping Spend out stuff. Spend as little as you can on a film. Don't go over budget and then see what happens. And that's how they get like paranormal activities yeah. and well, that's what happened with and all uh, these films. Cargill Sinister, you know, like yeah. they spent like, I think it was only like $6 million and they made like a 
right. ton of money. So keeping their budgets low, they can pump out these horror things that really don't cost that much to make, but are pretty decent sometimes. Yeah, I'm all right with that formula, you know, because we'll get shitty movies like Annabelle, but we also, using that same formula, we'll get good movies like The Conjuring, the original Paranormal Activity, you know. Um, John, have you told so, us about how you feel about this movie? No. Have <laughs> I mentioned how much I, I mean, uh, well, on that note, let's move into the second film of the episode, uh, Child's Play 2 from 1990. Hey, I like this one way better, so I'll be a lot less much of, I'll be much less of a downer on this one than on Annabelle, because one, it's actually about a doll. This was directed by John Lafia, uh, stars Brad Dourif as Chucky, Christine Elise as Kyle, Alex Vincent as Andy, Ginia Gutter as Joanne, and Garrett Graham, or Garrett Graham, sorry, as <laughs> Phil. Um, fun notes... Um, the director that did this film also directed the video game Corpse Killer for Sega CD 32X Sega Saturn. Um, I love that game. It's one of those FMV, yeah. you point the target at the screen and shoot flying zombies. That's cool. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, he also did two episodes of the short-lived Freddy's Nightmare show, which was like Tales of the Crypt, but it was Freddy Krueger. Oh, I didn't know they made that. Yeah, you should check it out. A lot of uh, directors got a chance to do one of those. They were all really bad. Of course. It was like from like 89 to 90. Okay. It was on TV for a little bit. Um, He also uh, did an episode of The Dead Zone. um, And that's really all that he had credited. And Child's Play 2. And Child's Play (laughs) 2. Here's what the box has to say about this one. I can't wait. Chucky's back. The notorious killer doll with a satanic smile comes back to life in a new chapter depicting the terrifying struggles between young Andy Barclay and the demonic doll attempting to possess his soul. Despite being roasted to a crisp in his last escapade, Chucky rises from the ashes after being reconstructed by a toy factory to dispel the negative publicity surrounding the doll. Back in one piece, Chucky tracks his prey to a foster home where the chase begins again in the fiendishly clever sequel to the enormously popular original. And it's not wrong. I don't know if it's fiendishly clever, but it's 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 all right. A little wordy. Yeah. For a sequel at the time, I thought this was in the late '80s. I didn't know it was '90, but it might as well have been the late yeah. '80s. Yeah, but um, the same time. had the same feel. But um, yeah, no, it, I really like it as a sequel. I I learned this. I love a child's play movie. Really, some of the wow. later ones like Cult of Chucky and you know Curse of Chucky. Those were kind of like those are definitely like made for TV kind of like bad level. But one through four, I was really on board. I even like Bride of Chucky. And I'm not a big like kind of like tongue in cheek. Yeah. Kind of, but like I really enjoy a good child's play movie. I, I did not like the first one all that much. Yeah. This one's really it's a good. Bit kind of like yeah. slow, but like they got better and better. Anytime and they did a good job of avoiding it in this movie more or less. Anytime there's a full size grown up fighting with a little doll, it looks ridiculous. And they did that in the first one more than once. So it's just so it's like, it, it, does the doll have super strength? I don't know. Because, I mean, you should, as a grown-up, just be able to throw it. Well, there was a couple moments but. in this movie where, like, the adult would pick it up or would be standing close, yeah. like, chest height, and he would just stab him in the chest. I'm like, that yes. makes sense. That makes sense. But, yeah. And that's got to like, be his attack pattern. He's got to get in there quick because right. he's a tiny doll and he can and be thrown across. In the second really movie, cool. yeah, they've got it down Perfect. It is surprise attacks. It makes complete sense. Well, he that hooks is, the leg. I mean, we get yeah. into all that, but like, yes, the the it looks le- much less kind of like, why didn't you just kick it and run? You yeah, know, like in the first like, movie, oh, they they hadn't figured that out yet. But by the second one, yeah, <laughs> I'm on the was same. Down. I'm on the same page with you, John. When I was a kid, I thought the idea of child's play was just dumb. Like this doll thing being, I, I kind of put it in the category of like Leprechaun. Yeah, like a little too ridiculous for me to even want to put the time or effort into. 
Um, but after watching this one, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was particularly scary either. I think it's a nice little showpiece of the time. Like, yeah. Oh, this is very 90s, you know? This was during like the 70th anniversary of like Universal Studios. So this movie starts with like five different Universal logos <laughs> and some of them are black and white. And I was like, I don't remember this movie being black and white. And then like, I got to the third Universal logo and I was like, not since Tommy was so in the room has anyone been this bold to put multiple like, <laughs> logos for the same company. And it was like five of them. And it was I like remember that. 70 anniversary. I was yeah. like, oh, this explains why. But I was like, we were in the fourth one. I was like, yo, you guys got to just give it a break at some point. We get it. Get to it already. And then I realized what they were doing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's get going with this. <laughs> um, so I still have not seen the original Child's Play. So what I'm going to do right now is try to figure out what happened in the first one based on the events of the film and the little bits of like trailer I'd seen throughout my life. So um, there is a serial killer uh, who ends up in a toy store um, where he gets murdered. And at the end of it, he is putting his soul inside one of these good guy dolls. Um, And then he starts killing people. I'm not sure why he would target Andy, but I can tell that he targeted Andy in the first one. Um, I'm going to assume that Chucky kills all of his parents, all two of them. <laughs> and, Math checks uh, out. Do we, do we really need to like, go into the um, and I'm, I'm also going to assume that nobody believes Andy's story in the first one either um, until the very end. Somehow Chucky dies. <laughs> he uh, gets incinerated per the back of the book. Right. Box. So he, he's burned to a crisp, and then um, I guess the authorities take Andy away to... Eventually, like in no, part two, put into a, a home. Oh uh, yeah, the authorities do take Andy away, but in this movie, the co- toy company is like some sort of like umbrella corporation, like super company. In the like, second one, yeah, it's like no yeah. toy company has this kind of like clout. And first off, <laughs> no toy company is going to reuse the same doll that gave them that much bad PR. Yeah. They're like. Get rid of that damn thing completely. Well, before it, we get into two, was I right on okay, my you were description? Close. Okay. You were very close. So in the first one, um, Charles Ray Haley, or I can't remember his name, but whatever it is, he is basically running from the cops. He's a serial killer. He runs from the cops. He gets shot a whole bunch. He's about to die from his wounds or get caught. And um, instead of doing that, he because he knows the occult, he basically does this magic kind of like voodoo spell and puts his soul inside the doll until everything blows over and then he'll... Escape. Pull himself yeah. back out and escape. Now, what happens is, is after all that, the dog gets bought and given to Andy. And because he reveals himself as being sentient to Andy, part of the spell is he has to basically go into the first person he reveals himself to. So if like, mm. he had gone to like Barack Obama and be like, hey, I'm Chucky, you know, like he would have had to put himself inside Barack. So this is why he's continually to hunt Andy. This is why he has two. to have Andy because he has to put it back in the same body that he first right. revealed himself to as okay. being sentient. Notice he's not trying to kill Andy until like the very end of the well, movie. Until he realizes yeah. that he's stuck in the body permanently, that's when he's like, well, fuck this kid. Yeah. But um, so that's the thing is in the first one, you know, stuff starts happening. People get the babysitter dies because of Chucky. And, you know, everyone's like thinks Andy is killing these people with a little kid or mm. creating situations where like, oh, my God, he might be a future serial killer or something like that. And um, he's like, it's not me, it's the doll. And no one really believes him. The mom is as a single mom doing the best she can, but having to deal with this. Chucky reveals himself to the mom as being alive too after some shit happens to Andy. And then the mom's like, oh my God, the doll's real. And then it comes the fight. And then the cop gets involved. He realizes it's real. And they fight Chucky and all this stuff happens. And he gets burned 
it to death, and that's how they beat him in the first one. And then okay. the mom goes into psyche, psychiatric like holding or whatever. Do one of you two want to tell our audience why we chose number two instead of one? I chose number two instead of one when we were like talking about this because number one, it has a little bit tighter plot. The mm-hmm. characters are a little more relatable. It has a more more events that are entertaining and kind of the the story jumps from place to place and situation to situation a little bit more than the first one, which makes it more entertaining. And it has the most spectacular final death of like most like movies. I, just, I love the end death for Chucky in this movie. So oh, it's I was like, like getting the hose in his head or all whatever. Of that. Everything yeah, that happens that was from good. the moment his hand gets ripped off. I mean, we'll get into all that. But yes, <laughs> and he puts a, he puts a knife, a in, knife it. in it. And like, but like from that moment forward, like it's glorious. It's such a great like horror, like killing your, Dude, your the final boss type. That thing. entire toy factory, to go back to my OSHA claims from Event Horizon, also could probably use a good inspection. Dude, that place is so dangerous. It's a death trap. It's, it's, a death <laughs> it's, got, trap. A, it's got a port that's just dripping acid yeah well, it's like boiling it's boiling like <laughs> fucking plastic dude yeah yeah and it's just like sticking eyes into human beings like there's no safety systems at all yeah the fact that a human being could fit to the same <laughs> yes, slot exactly. as a tiny doll is like that's an oversight yeah why would it need to be that big <laughs> so one of the things i was thinking to myself is watching this is like is this toy company supposed to be on the level of like a hasbro or mattel yes because those companies have multiple toys this one only makes the Chucky doll. <laughs> only and that make good make guy dolls. Sense. No, yes. but it's so popular that it's like bigger. It's like much more powerful than Mattel because it also was able to get the doll from the authorities somehow. Right. Like, Do you think there was a Tickle Me Elmo factory that was basically set <laughs> yeah. up just like this, where it was just Elmos everywhere? They're like, this is this is our bread and butter. And right it's like here. run by like some real asshole like Talk CEO, about- just like berating his assistant, like eggs and all all. <laughs> Eggs and all one basket or whatever it is, right? It's like yeah. the thing is, is if it was such a big damn deal that the murders in part one were affecting their sales that they had to rebuild the doll, they should have other toys in the works and in the warehouse. No, that warehouse only had like two million of these good guy dolls. Yeah. It's like, why are you even making any more? You have too much inventory. If yeah, your they, warehouse oh, looks yeah. like that, this like, company was destined for failure. Yeah. But I think that they were like trying to take the original doll. And redo it so they could show the public, look, it's fine. It just had a, like, you know, like, this is what it was blamed for. But as you can see, the doll functions exactly the way it's supposed to. But that room where they're rebuilding the Chucky doll, the burned Chucky doll, they're scraping the burned flesh plastic off of it. Looks like a medical experiment. Like yes. when you do an alien autopsy, they've got medical like heartbeat machines going. I'm like, what are they heart? What are they checking the pulse of? It's like, like a it's a CDC lab. It's crazy. It's They're from, in like hazmat suits, and you're just like, what? It's is gonna going be on, on someone's cube in like a shitty office in real life. It is not like it's, it's like some high speed. Just like, this fucking doll. Yeah. Hey, is medical lab bay one open? I got the Chucky yeah. doll. Like a toy store is gonna have that. Medical lab bay one. Oh, I love. Good that. Lord. So they rebuild it, and as they're rebuilding it, like they go to, they go to like do something, and like I think it's the eye machine twice that kills people. Yes, and like it shocks the guys who are putting it together and blows him like twenty feet <laughs> yeah. back through a window, and they're like, "Get rid of this thing!" Finally, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, now you want to get rid of it after it killed like two staff members." Okay. There were no fuses in 1990, so uh, there was no way to really stop a power <laughs> overload like that. 
And the guy just puts it in his car, just like, no problems. It'll just toys be in my back seat. everywhere in his car. Like, it was yeah. like a creepy pedophile car. It was so like, they do Ooh. make other toys, because I did assume the toys in his back seat were other defective products he I was charged so with, too. like, illegally dumping somewhere. Okay, so then I'm to assume <laughs> that this good guy doll is just, this is the home base for all their inventory? It's yes. like, this is like their king toy, though. Maybe that's their, like, their, yeah, this is their, their main thing, and this is kind of like, stop all production of the jump ropes. We got to make more of these yeah. good guys. This is like the iPhone of their company i wonder how dangerous their jump rope factory is. <laughs> uh, they had to cancel that product just way too many people were dying why would the authorities put andy into a, a home that is the central location of every good guy doll in america well i think he already lived there that's his hometown I yeah think that's where he they was. just like get him out of here this is kind they're of not gonna ship a kid they, like halfway nope, across yeah, the u.s nobody believes because. them so they like, all right, you're going you're point. going to this foster home and conveniently immediately get adopted by like just some of the best people some really on earth. Nice yeah. white couple who's just, just like, like we have a huge uh, a ninety bedroom house yeah. is what it looked like. <laughs> We're just rich and understanding and except that dude did not like that no, kid. He, he was, was like, the, he's like I don't want this little well, fucker. He was like reasonable. He was approaching it like a reasonable adult. Like, yo, are we capable of you know, parenting this child who probably has significant mental issues. And the wife was like, bro, we got this. <laughs> He's like, this, this kid's damaged goods. We should take him back and get, a, get a regular exactly. one. <laughs> and that house was way too blue and pink. Yeah. It looked like a fun house. I was like, ooh, who let her decorate? But there also is another um, kid in, that lives with them. Another. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell. She was, I guess, supposed to be what, like seventeen, because she was like thirty. I looked her up. She was twenty-five at the time See? of filming. Supposed to be in high school. <laughs> Who the blonde girl? Yeah, which she I actually, looked, when I saw that movie as a kid, I had kind of a had huge thing for her. Well, she looked every year twenty-five old. Yes, there was oh, yeah, no yeah, way yeah, I was absolutely. buying her as a high school kid. Absolutely. No, I was like, what are you like a teacher uh, in high school? <laughs> what are you? I don't understand. Yeah, but she's her name was. She's Kyle. doing her residency. Her name was Kyle in the film. Um, yep. So I guess then we get into them trying to acclimate Andy to this new life. He's going to school and, you know, just trying to... In the house, they have a Chucky doll because they're like, well, there's been so many kids through here. We don't know where all the, what right. all the toys Dad were. Dad was a real dick about it, though. It's just a doll and it's like, yeah, he might have mere serious PTSD like, associated with that like, doll. Don't wave it in his face and tell him there's nothing to worry just about. Just an hour ago, you were like, oh, he probably has some mental issues. Now you're like... It's just a doll. Just like, like shoving it in his face. Yeah. Like, that's not cool, man. He's all over the place, yo. So Chucky is back. He kills his way out of the uh, the salesman's car um, and finds oh, his way back yeah, to Oh, yeah, that Andy's part was home. funny. With the, it ended up being like a squirt gun. And then the salesman yeah. was like, oh, man, that was a fucking close call. Did and then he gets like know? strangled to death <laughs> yeah. with plastic. Yes, he does. Chucky does kill the 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 intern or whatever the second. I think it's like meant to be like the his assistant or second in command. Okay, of the, that's, that's kind of what I yeah. gathered. But um, he's yeah, like, he's this like, is oh. an Amex. When Chucky first like holds the gun to his face and like, you know, he's like drive. And which, by the way, I love Brad Dorf or whatever. Yeah, Brad Dorf. Dude. He does an amazing job. I he love does. the way Chucky talks. The way he like accentuates his voice is so perfect. Agreed. But he goes, he goes, drive. And the guy's like, okay, cool. What do you want? If a doll is holding me at gunpoint, not, okay, cool, what do you want? That's not my response. My, my response is like scream and like, what the fuck? You I know? don't like, think he realized it was a doll. He's got a rearview mirror. How do you not see the doll right behind I, you? I wish I could tell you, man. But you didn't also, see. Also, that was the whole point. They reconstructed him because they said the doll was sentient and killing people. I thought. Right, but I mean. Oh, that's a good point. He did technically know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. How do you not piece that together instantly, Einstein? <laughs> well, you know, great. That's why he's only number two in command. All right. <laughs> you got no vision, kid. That's why you're number two. <laughs> 
he gets the the guy to drive him over to Andy's house before he gets strangled in his car. Um, Chucky. How finds, did this guy know where Andy lived? They touch on that? Uh, no, yeah, they, they had the folder. The, inside oh, the yeah, second yeah. in command's like briefcase, there was an entire file on Andy and where right. he was going to be. Right, this toy company, once again, apparently has like the city of Chicago's government just in its pocket. <laughs> it's just that's the kind of pull a First toy it company was Capone, has. Then it was the good guy company. Yeah. <laughs> and Chucky did make a phone call at some point asking for Andy. So right. I think he might have called the, the school house, or yeah. something. Or yeah. yeah. It was the halfway house. house. That's right. Um he fi- Chucky finds the other good guy doll and Basically buries it in the backyard next to a swing and takes it. No, well, he destroys it first. He's like he pissed off at its it. existence. Yeah, because the dog goes, "Hi, my name's Tommy," and he was like, "I don't care," and then like kills it. Yeah, and it's like in quotes then, kills it. Yeah, he just fucks <laughs> he it up. Alive, but then he and then buries it in buries the dumbest it. place, though. He dug a a doll dug a grave for another doll like that concept i love that i did no i mean yeah that was cool get rid of the evidence man but he puts it under the swing seeing a tiny doll dig a grave for a tiny doll that looks just like it i was like it's a good visual i love this i respect i do like this movie actually (laughs) it's hard to tell but i do (laughs) does chucky immediately reveal himself to andy as soon as he gets that uh uh, it's pretty quick like it's it's, almost yeah So the family's like, oh, no, he's going through another episode of thinking the doll's alive, you know? Well, he he hears the, the dad talk about, like, we need to return this kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's some bad code <laughs> or something like it's that. It's got to be. It's got to so have a warranty. He grabs the doll, which he thinks is Tommy, and he's like, oh, look, I'm playing with this doll. Everything's cool. I'm not crazy. And then because the, he doesn't want the parents to get rid of him. So he's acting like he doesn't have trauma. And he's not as scared of the doll. And that's when, like, he goes upstairs with it, like, okay, cool, I think they bought it. You know, like, I'm not scared of this doll. And that's when he's like, hey, Andy. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, right out the gate. And he's just like, well, that backfired. Like, Andy's like, well, shit. And he's way too calm. Like, when he first gets attacked by Chucky, Andy's like, no, stop. It's like, dude, scream and Well, run. remember, we're also dealing with a child actor who yeah. may not have been no, I, at the was, top of the game. It was definitely a limitation of the child actor, but I thought yeah. he did an okay job. I'm not Overall, he, he did all right. Yeah. Yeah. How did Chucky tie him to his bed and stuff a sock in his mouth while he was sleeping? That's what I wanted Kids to know. Kids are heavy sleepers, man. Evil energy. I guess. <laughs> like, the key, yeah, he, he wakes up, All his hands are tied, his legs are tied to, like, different posts on the bed, um, and then he's got a sock in his mouth. Oh, and it was so beautiful when the, the Kyle, his sister was coming in through his room to sneak back in. Sneaks into and his room. And then the parents yeah. walk in and see Kyle over his tied up body. Like, <laughs> yeah. they should have had a bigger reaction to that because it's like, what weird kinky crap right. are you up like, to? Oh, Kyle, this is not cool. And it's just, she's like, it wasn't me. And she was just smiling and laughing the whole time, yeah. smoking her cigarette. It's yes. just like, wow. It's there like, was a lot of smoking in this movie. Oh, yeah. She was, was smoking was indoors day. Yeah. Like every know. day she was inside smoking. <laughs> yeah, and then later she asked, how did you tie yourself up? It's like, that's a great question because you can't. <laughs> yeah, you literally can't do that. And he's like, I told you. And then I love how like defeated Andy's like, oh, I told you it was Chucky. Anyway, I'm not dealing with this bullshit yeah. right now. Like, gets on the bus. Like, I got to go to kindergarten, so peace. And the buses in the 80s were a goddamn like Zoo. apocalyptic <laughs> no man's land of survival of the fittest. Like, he gets on that bus, they're hitting him with paper wads, they're smacking him, they're just like, back of the bus, you yeah. know, and it's just like, like new fish, new fish. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Shawshank Redemption yeah. all over. But like, in the 80s, all like high school movies that had buses, they were like the like the pinnacle of like the yeah. worst place. My bus was not like that in school, man. <laughs> it was not that level of chaos, no. Uh, but it, it, it could be at times, but it was usually shut down pretty quick. Yeah, you know. They- so Chucky follows Andy to school. 
Right. And um, I don't understand what his plan was at the school besides to kill the teacher. I think it was just to fuck with Andy. Like. Yeah, because he wrote like, fuck you, bitch, on, the, on, his, on Andy's homework. That was hilarious. I got it as he was trying to get him kicked out of school so he could go home and he could basically do uh, what he had to do at home. But she was like, did you write this in completely different grown-up handing, <laughs> handwriting? Like, He's like, no, I don't automatically assume because your name is at the top of this paper that you did this. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you look at my childlike handwriting on the rest of this paper, it does not match this. <laughs> and, and, he, and he calls up his handwriting. Expert yeah. And like, hey, John, I'm going to need you to come in here and testify again. Yeah. And then so he gets detention and she locks him in the room. That also would never happen. Yeah, very much seems like a, like a fire safety regulation. Oh, there's got to be some kind of violation. Yeah. Chucky was he uh, hid himself away in one of the cubicles uh, desk drawers or something like that, and then he rolls out and starts talking shit to Andy. Um, and then the teacher yeah. locks Aunt, uh, Chucky in the closet because she's like, "Oh no, you're not oh, playing with right. toys yeah. right now." He was now. just kind of sitting out, wasn't? Yeah. He? Locks the Chucky doll in the closet. Andy's in the classroom. She locks the classroom door, and then Chucky's like, "Let me out, you little son of a bitch!" Yeah. Again. Chucky just has a way of talking to people. Yes. I love it. And he's like, oh, come on, Andy. You got I was just and kidding. Like, and Andy gets up and walks up to the door. I'm like, the one thing you don't do is get closer to whatever the hell is locked right. in there. It's like, <laughs> you've got the reprieve. And then Andy decides to leave the window, leave school, runs away. Yeah, he escapes out the window. Do you know how short this movie would have been if Andy had stayed in his seat? Let Chucky yell and scream. Let the teacher walk in and see what the commotion is coming from the other door. <laughs> I think Chucky would have shut up when the teacher came in. Chucky's but he was good still that. banging whenever the teacher came back in. That's true because she thought it was because she Andy. thought it was Andy in there right. making all that noise. But I think he continued to make a bunch of noise once he realized he was caught because he's like, all right, I'm gonna have to kill this teacher now. And that's why he was well, no, continuing he to make to a ruckus. I think, right. I think Mark may have found a plot hole here. <laughs> I think Mark may have basically like uncovered something that could have basically been the end of it if Andy had just stayed put. Well, Andy's a child, and he escapes true. Um, true. through the window. Yeah, and so Chucky, to your point, continues to make a ruckus. The teacher comes in, and she's like, Andy, did you lock yourself in the closet? Andy! And then he stabs the teacher to death. And do we ever hear another mention of the teacher no, being dead? No, never again. He doesn't stab this doesn't make death. sense. He's in the class. He takes a, a ball pump, stabs her in the chest, and then pumps the ball pumped air into the, the stab wound he just did, which was amazing. Like when you air up a basketball with a pump. Oh, I thought he stabbed her and then beat her with like a hockey stick. With a ruler. Oh, yeah, a with a ruler, stick. yeah. I don't so remember the pump part. Yeah, when he I jumps don't remember out, the pump he part stabs either. her in the chest with like an air pump and then pulls it back and then pumps air into the hole. That's when she falls back and that's when he walks out with the yardstick, which you couldn't kill anybody with. No. And just starts beating her to death with a yardstick and killing her. And then that's the end of that scene. But no, I loved that kill because like... Could you imagine how much that would suck to be stabbed with something and then have a full like tank of air like mm-hmm. pumped into the No, that would really wound? suck. I didn't. Yeah. See, I didn't not recognize that. I when just I feel saw like it. it would have come up if, like, Andy is a member of this classroom. He'd be like, "Oh, by the way, Andy, your teacher's dead." Yeah. yeah or days after this yeah. whole events go out, they would be no like, mention. "No, no huh. cops come to the house and be like, Andy, did you kill your teacher?" Yeah, Andy, you were in detention, and then your teacher just fucking got killed. And uh, she went to call the mom yeah. and let her know he's staying late for detention. Yeah. But you know, maybe I assume a principal would have yeah. known Andy's in the room. Bro, Andy's the toy- now gone. Teacher dead. The toy company is. Putting it all on the down low, man. It's you don't even know they control the media. Are you saying Big Plastic is doing a cover up? <laughs> yes, this is a cover up. Oh, man, 
It's exactly what it is. How do they have so much power? Good guy court, man. Who knows? <laughs> Which I feel I feel like I need to mention it was based on the real life kid sister and my buddy dolls. Yes. In case anybody doesn't go know that, go look up the commercial on YouTube. Uh, no. Spitting image of the Chucky doll. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of like the he was, he was like the anti. And the and that company controlled the world in 1980. <laughs> so that's true. So much that's so true. that they're still known and everybody has. <laughs> so Chucky ends up going home after Andy gets home. They're like, you were supposed to stay late for you know detention. You wrote something bad on your paper. He's like, it wasn't me. It was Chucky. And he's like, earlier that day, the dad had thrown Chucky down yeah. in the basement. How did like, Chucky get back in the basement? Did they touch I, on that? No, I have no idea. Again, that's just one of the things we're going to have to accept. Yeah. Maybe a window, but yeah. who knows. But anyway, so he's like, it couldn't have been Chucky. Open this door. And he looks down there, and Chucky's still down on the floor. And he's like, see, I told you. And he's like, fine. So he goes, Andy goes upstairs. The parents are like, we're going to have to get rid of this kid. And then That seems to be a thread with these parents' conversation. That night, Andy goes and gets an electric turkey carver. And then basically he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go kill this doll. Yeah, he was looking for Chucky, but he like opens up the, the dryer and just starts poking the laundry yeah. with an electric Not knife. a bad idea, though. <laughs> no, not a bad idea of all the places you could be. But so Chucky has like super speed. Yeah, Chucky It's important is really to note fast. that. He is like super fast. We also need to note that he's turning into a fleshy doll. Yeah. He so has he, to get he's back He's got a time frame. He needs to get Andy's soul out so he can get in before the time expires. And that's and talked about in the first one too. Yeah, and he's trapped in the doll forever. Andy goes down in the basement to kill Chucky. Chucky basically like, you know, causes a ruckus. The dad gets up and is like, oh, what the hell is this noise? Goes downstairs, looks down the stairs <laughs> and sees Andy standing there with an electric knife running. And he's like... Andy, drop the, the knife. knife down. And I mean, to be fair, he's been scared this kid's a psycho the whole time. He just had confirmation. Yeah. Now he's got some psycho evidence right in front of him. And as he's walking down, Chucky hooks the leg of the dad. He f- hangs upside down from the stairs. And then Chucky's like, How's it going? The dad realizes, Oh my God. I think this he makes doll- the pun, How's it hanging? Yeah, actually. how's it hanging? Um, then Chucky drops him. He falls on his neck, cracks his neck, and dies. The mob runs downstairs, sees Andy standing with an electric knife her dead husband, and she's like, get away from me to Andy. And then Kyle is like, don't worry about it. We'll find a new home for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, she's real chill like, about the whole... This oh, shit happens. Don't, oh, don't sweat it, bro. Uh, seven foster parents I've been with have been killed. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean... So they send, uh, they send him back to the halfway house. Yes, correct. <clears throat> and then Chucky, like, kidnaps Kyle, and he's like, yo, I'm actually alive. I need you to take me to the halfway house. And she puts up a good fight. She does. She puts up a really good Gr- fight with Chucky. Crashes the car into the, the wall of the halfway Yeah, she's house. the smartest one. She's like, oh, let me just slam on my brakes. And Chucky just goes flying through the window. Which was a great visual yes. scene. I love that. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, she tries to run him over, as yes, you said, but Chucky dodges out of the way. Incredible dodge. And then gets her back by knife point and is like, don't try that shit again. Let's go to the halfway house. I think house. he kind of respected her for it, though. You got you to gotta think I there think was some did. respect yeah. there. And so he's on a time limit now. It's getting closer and closer. He's starting to bleed a little bit more. Yep. They go to the halfway house, and then um, Kyle pulls the fire alarm to get everyone out, and then she's going to go grab Andy, and Chucky's going to do his little thing. But they end up getting caught by the the headmistress or right. the, the lady who runs the right. halfway Kyle, house. Kyle, what are you doing back here? Go to my office. Yeah. And that's when Chucky's like being held by Kyle at like chest level, and she's like, I'm going to go get the authorities. You guys. Sh-. And then Ch- Chucky just turns and goes, no, you're not. And stabs her in the chest. And everyone's just like, 
Andy and Kyle are way too calm after he just murders a woman right in front of them. Well, Chucky had a knife to Kyle's neck, right? Yeah, yes. so I think Kyle kind of expected it. Yeah. Andy, I think, is like, ah, this again. That was a great line, though. Chucky kills the dad, and Andy's just standing there, and Chucky goes, oh, what are you worried about? This isn't, you act like this is the first time you've seen a dead body. <laughs> and Andy has seen, like, so many dead bodies because of Chucky, so it's like this great little jab that Chucky does to him, kind of like, you should be used to this by now. And it's yeah. just like this little kid, you're just like, that's a great one-liner. Get over it, kid. <laughs> they end up back at the uh, the toy factory. Right. For yes. the final, uh, what, third of the movie, maybe even less than that, quarter of the movie. Um, it's like the world's slowest factory, man. They're really not making dolls in any kind like of... one dude. Yeah, and they're making dolls at a very slow pace. That's true. They end up, like, losing Chucky, and essentially they just fight, like, this battle throughout the factory, this, like, death trap of a factory. Well, Chucky has Andy, and he takes Andy yeah. deep into the maze of, like, weird good just guy all, doll boxes. Like, tens of thousands the of... The worst organization system of inventory ever. Yeah. So he's basically trying to do the, the um, the, the, the voodoo. spell. The, yeah. Close your eyes and count to seven. When you wake, you'll be in heaven. <laughs> this is it world from now on no more mr good guy Adi Dewey Dembella. give me the power i beg of you and then he realizes fuck it's too late i'm stuck in this body and then he gets furious yeah. and he's gonna kill andy you little shit! Do you know what you've done? It's too late! I've spent too much time in this body! I'm fucking trapped in here! What the hell? Kyle pushes like a whole bunch of these good guy dolls onto Chucky, and so begins the battle royale. And he gets... What, three different death scenes? Well, yeah, so they manage to, like, escape, and then at one point they, like, close a gate on his hand. They're climbing up this, like, conveyor yeah. belt type thing, and Chucky's chasing after him, and right as he's about to stab um, Andy in the leg, uh, Kyle closes this giant metal gate on his hand, and, and it's stuck. They yeah. show him tearing his hand off. It was a real good scene, yeah. muscle and blood coming out, because now point, he's, he's becoming real. Yeah, yeah he's It should real. just pop off, but since it's now fleshy, like He's not that flesh. real, though, because he survives some serious bullshit. Well, it's kind of like a mixture, yeah. but yeah, kind of human he plastic. pulls his hand off, then he's, you see him later, like, shoving... Uh, a knife right in the stump yeah, of a the hand. Knife he has, he shoves into Screaming the in pain. Yeah. Which was a great Badass, scream. Yeah. That, that visual, I remember seeing that like when I was back in the day and I was like, oh, that's so great. Um, yeah, he does die like three times because then he gets tricked into getting like melted and we're like, whew. They were like, you think, you think yeah. he gets melted, but his legs get melted off. Yes, yeah, so and he like comes like wheeling down like or whatever. Lieutenant like, Dan, from, yes. <laughs> like on the like the boxcar, like that thing from like Hellboy yes. Two. He's just like, and I can appreciate the level of absurdity they were going <laughs> to with this death. Yeah, and so his, his, his legs are all melted. He's got like a sword hand, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." But Chucky, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> so, and, but then he finds the valve that's leaking the plasticky acid business that yeah. I had mentioned. 
earlier. <laughs> yes, the, the molten plastic that basically uses a mold f- they put into the mold to make the good Huge guy Huge OSHA problem, by the way. There's no way that that would go unnoticed. The drip yeah. hits the ground and then like... Tss- yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's Ugh. way too It would kill hot. somebody for and sure. And it's leaking, which means yeah. that's already an issue. Yes. Someone that works in that factory decided to leave it leaking and go home for the night. Yeah. Well, this is actually after the, the guy who's manning the factory sees there's a problem. He's like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. Chucky kills this security guy yeah. and then yeah. puts him on the belt. And then the, the eye machine that pugs eyes into the good guy dolls smashes eyes into this guy's head. Right, it perfectly lines up with his eye sockets. Like they used his head as the model for the good guy doll. <laughs> they go but, right into his head. Uh, so that guy gets killed like that. So as or before he... Uh, why would the they even and, have that much pressure to insert these eyes? It doesn't matter. But <laughs> lot, If you're going to delve into that, we're going to be here all day. Um, but, so anyway, uh, Chucky uses that body to knock Kyle out right. for a moment. And that's when Andy realizes, like as Chucky's like wheeling towards him, that's when Andy sees the molten plastic like valve and then sprays Chucky with his molten plastic, and he's like melting and getting covered. And he's still talking shit the whole time. Yeah, just (laughs) pissed off. He's just like, fuck you. And he's like getting covered in stuff. He looks like this weird, like amorphous plastic blob, and it's burning into his skin. And then Kyle wakes up and then puts like an air hose (laughs) in his mouth, Mm -hmm. and then he blows up like a giant like cabbage, like the thing from Slither. Like blows up this huge thing and then explodes everywhere. And then the movie ends with them walking out of the factory, and they say this. Where are we going? Home. Where's home? Andy, I have no idea. Credits. That was kind of a cool ending. Though. Yeah. I'm saying I think they need a better ending on these films sometimes. I like, what are you, this is the strongest ending of, of any of the movies we've watched in a while. That is true. That is like the most concise, like yeah. there's no crazy stupid one-liner. It's very much like, well, that just happened. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like it's a solid ending. But I recommend right. this movie. The I last, like, like this 25 one. minutes is Chucky's death scene. Yeah. And that is so well done. It's just like so this gruesome and brutal battle of like will. And the whole time he's just talking shit because at this point he's like, what do, I, what do I got to lose? Yeah. I'm stuck in this body. I'm taking these assholes out. This is the only Chucky film I've seen. And I what? Liked, I liked it. Okay. I didn't hate it. Like I said, it felt like a very 90s time capsule. This is what For years as a kid, I actually thought the movies were called Chucky. Chucky 1, Chucky 2. Oh, really? And someone was like, oh, have you seen Child's Play? And I was like, I've, what are those words? I don't know. And then <laughs> yeah, I understood. Right. I was like, oh, it's actually they're called Child Play. Okay, Child's Play. The third play. one Andy goes to military school because basically he can't get adopted out and all this stuff. So he goes to like a halfway house military school and there's like a fun house amusement park like a couple mm. blocks away. <laughs> so that's where the final scene is on that. But yeah, basically they're like in a military school and Chucky basically comes to kill Andy. Do they make the reanimation sequences uh, interesting or is it just like they don't care how Chucky comes no, back? No, no. They point? actually do a really good job of always explaining how okay. and what. And he comes back more fucked up looking. And in the fourth one, I can't remember, but then is Bride of Chucky. And that one's kind of like a, a horror movie that has comedy elements in it. It's much more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And that's when they kind of start basically like, let's just have more fun with these. I wouldn't mind maybe doing an episode on some of the other follow-ups. I think you'd have a lot of fun with uh, Chucky 3, or Bri- uh, Child's Play 3 and Bride of Chucky. The ones after that become very like sci-fi television level. Yeah, more campy. Kind of. One thing I did notice, did you guys notice that Andy and Danny Torrance from The Shining share the same sweater? Like wardrobe, 
They both had like not the notice same that. Thing, <laughs> shitty sweaters. I was like, huh, I wonder if they like share the same wardrobe here. Well, any other thoughts on this one? Um, I would Watch recommend it. it. Yeah. I'd recommend it for sure. Um, definitely, definitely. Annabelle is like, eh, well, if you got nothing else, I'd say maybe check it out. Read a book. If you're looking Go on for a walk. more like visually creepy, kind of like I want a, good, a few good like visual jump scares, sure, watch Annabelle, but there's better options out there. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I did want to mention. Should I tell you guys how I feel about Annabelle some more? <laughs> <laughs> Please, I think he loved we, it. Uh, yeah, we don't have it on uh, record enough. Please tell me more. Um, the guy who directed Annabelle also directed Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Wow, <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. Um, last week we did our episode on space horror. That guy did Mortal Kombat. Now here we are next week talking about Annabelle. Did that Mortal Kombat franchise is a real entry point yeah, for some people. For real. Yeah. Um, wow. Any other doll toy films you want to mention? I want to say there's, you know, there's like demonic toys, puppet master, right. not really a, a toy per se. I think Puppets we'll talk are about, toys. I think we'll talk about puppet type stuff. Of course. Okay. What are they if they're not I mean, toys? Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. But. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Five, the Toy Makers, about a guy who makes uh, Christmas toys that kill people. Once you hit the number five, I've just I've already lost interest. Yeah. You got to really sell yourself <laughs> yeah. at that point. Do you inherently find these movies scarier than like other like do you does the idea of like a possessed like toy or doll like freak you out like normally no. or is this just kind of like a it's a fun little concept that hey if the movie's good I'll I watch find it. them inherently I, less scary. Okay. I'm with John. I yeah. find it less believable than say a ghost or something like that. Yeah. So I I kind of write I'm quicker to write those off. They have okay. to be like better than the average movie to be uh I think and I to stand feel out like to that's me. why child's play went the whole like let's have more fun yeah, kind of sure. with it. It's, it's such a campy you premise. You just can't keep it. I feel like child's play 2 is the scariest of them. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. So and even that wasn't that even one. that really scary. Yeah. Well, but it was like a slasher movie, right? Well, so it has like that Jason, motif. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Jason's super scary, but exactly. I'm, like, I'm like, oh shit, I'm freaked out by yeah. it. Yeah. Same thing with Child's Same, Play. Agreed. I, I prefer those are like my favorite kind of horror movies. But are we do we have any uh John Dies First for this? We do. It's time for another segment of John Dies First. Oh boy. <laughs> We got some more write-ins this week. Uh, we've got one for uh, Child's Play 2, and we've got uh, a couple for Annabelle. So I'll read this one first. This was uh, for Child's Play 2. This is from Matt from Austin, Texas. <clears throat> Austin represent. This is an epilogue to Child's Play 2, by the way, and this may be the better ending I was looking for <laughs> at the end of Child's Play 2. After the film credits... Ten years after the events of the film, we find ourselves in a novelty shop and collectibles shop. A tired shopkeeper looks up from his newspaper crossword puzzle to see an excited John holding a still-in-the-box good guy doll. Huzzah, shopkeeper! I wish to purchase this resplendent second edition good guy. How many gold pieces dost thou require for trade? Do what now? Replies the shopkeeper as he <laughs> tried to figure out the, if the person in front of him is a 14-year-old boy or a 35-year-old man. How much for this doll? Answers annoyed John who has already had to break from his version of medieval dialect once a day at the Quiznos. <laughs> That'll be $25, please, says the shopkeeper. A fine deal indeed, sir. Huzzah! Huzzah! Squeaks John. On his way Huzzah. Out of the... <laughs> On his way out of the shop, John pauses briefly at the street, street corner, inhaling the dusky musk of shelves full of old mm -hmm. and used toys, a smell that is unique to the shops of this type. 
One of the best smells in the world, John thinks. <laughs> now certain the shopkeeper gave him a discounted price to reward him for being such a cool guy. That happens to me you all cool the time, dude. man. <laughs> it is at this moment before the light has changed that the wind takes the receipt from the doll from John's soft hands, flinging it into the crosswalk of a busy intersection. My receipt, John screams as he charges forward. Doll clutched in his hand, determined to retrieve the important historical document. <laughs> He's not but two steps into the intersection when a pizza delivery driver, stealing a breadstick from the pizza box in his passenger seat, looks up and slams on his brake half a second too late to prevent his car from crushing John fatally in the curb. John struggles to look up and see the driver standing over him. Dude, are you okay? Coughing up blood with the panic of shop beginning to come in, John rips open the package of his recently purchased good guy doll, instantly decreasing the value by as much as 80%. My <laughs> God, this is long as shit. <laughs> Dude, you gotta hold still, advises the driver, but John can't hear him. Through the blood and adrenaline, John begins the incantation. Clutching the doll firmly with both hands, he, rep he repeats, Ade do Dambala, give me the power, I beg you. Over and over, with more intensity and fury, John calls to the old gods. With his last ounce of strength, he lifts the doll toward the hot blue sky and says it one more time. A gasp and a slow whistling exhale and John falls dead against the pavement. Holy shit, dude! The voice of the pizza guy heard fading out into darkness and then light. The camera pans to the blood-covered good guy doll. The name tag reads Chucky on the miniature overalls. The camera then pans back to John, following his lifeless body down to the keys clipped to his belt where a small troll keychain. You know, the toys from the 90s with the big neon hair and jeweled bellies? Very familiar. A small troll keychain is squirming in terror and surprise as it hangs on the hook, screaming back, pleading, No! So it looks like your soul got sucked into a troll. Okay. So I didn't really die, though. That's true. You oh, didn't technically die. But right. that's... Wow, that was really long and I well thought out. <laughs> for sure, give extra points for the effort, the level of detail, um, understanding that I have soft hands. So, um, you know, okay. So you have a, a, a yeah, high bar to meet. I'd like to think that there's a website out there dedicated to John's soft hands. I hope there is. I hope there's not. <laughs> okay, but what so do we got? What do you got, Garrett? So I have ones for Annabelle. Uh, it looks like we've got a total of three entries. Uh, one is from, or two are from Josh in Austin. Again, man, you got to step it up. Rest of these cities, Austin's just putting you guys to shame. And then we've got one from Joyce from Austin as well, Austin, Texas. Um, not Austin, you know, Montana. Um, okay, so the first one for Josh. John is a third member of the cult that breaks into the old couple's house. He's a new member, forced to make his first kill. The three break in, first in the crazy guy, then John, then Annabelle. John gets scared, wants to bail. They're whispering. John turns around. Annabelle stabs John in the stomach six times and creates a wide open wound. John's body drops to the floor. Lights in the bedroom light up. Old man steps out. Old crazy guy stabs, kill, stabs kills him. Goes into the bedroom, proceeds to kill the old wife, as it, as it shows in the movie. Main character guy goes into old couple's house, as per movie. As soon as he walks in, John is off the floor. Quickly grabs main guy, keeps whispering help, falls to the floor and dies. Main guy has to step outside to talk to wife. I'm assuming that's John and Mia. It's John's blood all over the main guy's pajamas, as per in the movie. Okay, so that's pretty good. So, so he made the blood on the guy's clothes in the movie. Me! Okay, I really like... So basically like... you pussed out, yeah. got fucked up, and then basically the dude walks in, and then is like... You're like, 
gotta get me out of here, yeah. bro. And then you die immediately. This one has a couple of points in its favor. I was weaved into the movie, and I do like uh, referring to the main guy as the main guy. Yes, so. I'm, I'm into this too. So here's the second one for Annabelle, also by Josh. Seen, <laughs> seen while the wife Mia is sewing. Watching her soap that opera. That could be on, like 17 scenes in the movie. That is very true. <laughs> Watching her soap opera on black and white TV. Stove tops are set on high and the popcorn part pops and starts the fire in the house. Well, in the soap opera, there is a young blonde lady and older gentleman. What the soap opera people are talking about, John was in his car. That brake lines that were cut and his car ran off the cliff died on impact at the bottom. The reason the older gentleman is talking to the lady is because he's exposing that she cut the brake lines. She is John's girlfriend, but she's a side chick because she found out John is married. John wanted to quit the girlfriend relationship. Girlfriend was angry, cut the lines. In the movie, you can hear her say, you got the wrong girl. As per the movie, she's denying that she was seeing him. The whole soap opera scene is in her living is in her living room in the background of the soap you can faintly make out the annabelle doll sitting on the shelf with the other dolls okay so it looks like it was all inside the soap opera we're getting deep meta on that i hmm. really dig that one right. um, so you got killed yeah. in the soap opera in that one that's super cool that is you super, got suckered super cool. into a, a ritualistic uh, satanic yeah. killing pussed out got killed but then you actually almost got out, but the dude was like, fuck you, and yeah. ran away. I gotta tell you, Josh is two for two, man. And then the other one, basically, you're a, a background story on a soap opera. The story of my life. I okay. dig that. All right. <laughs> All, right. All right, and here's the uh, the third one from Joyce. Okay. In the beginning, there is a scene where the older woman and Mia are in the church, and the older woman is standing over a counter of lit candles. That older woman, I think, was like her neighbor, the the old lady neighbor. The scene is shot as they are being watched from behind a triangle-shaped window. John is on the other side of the window. He is the church janitor. You're a janitor again! Nice! (laughs) He is a church janitor and waiting... and waiting for the room to clear out so he can clean up before the next service begins. <laughs> Once the women leave, John emerges from the closet with his cleaning supplies in hand. For this excursion, he is armed with rags and furniture polish for the pews. He begins his work of spraying and wiping down the pews, starting from the back row and working his way forward towards the altar. Soon, John has finished his work and looks down at his coveralls, now covered in furniture polish. As John heads for the door to leave the room, he passes by the arrangement of lit candles, mumbling a half-assed prayer to himself. Now John is a clumsy man, and as he signs signs himself, he loses his balance and stumbles in the candles. The candles fall over and quickly set the tablecloth on fire. John panics and tries to smother the flames to no avail. I would panic. The flames quickly transfer to John's coveralls, and in seconds, John is completely engulfed in flames. He screams, but only Jesus can hear him. Jesus. As John's flesh burns, he runs down the center aisle towards the door, leaving a trail of hot embers in his path. Fire quickly spreads to the freshly polished pews, which instantly burn. Soon the entire room is engulfed in flames and John collapses to the floor as his lungs fill with carbon monoxide. He attempts to breathe for a few more seconds before succumbing to the smoke. Wow. Okay, those are... We had some pretty long-winded ones, but they were all pretty yeah, fantastic. These are just tremendous, man. I, I like to love think the fact that. You, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I'd like to think maybe you took the church with you on that last. One. <laughs> no, he definitely took. This, those pews aren't going up without wow. taking that church. That's a tough choice, man. Man, those are. Wow. I know these are good. So for the for the one by Josh, I'm gonna pick uh, pick which one. So we only have like 
you know, three. We don't have people with multiple mm-hmm. entries there. Um, I'm going to go with the the cult one where you okay. basically get tricked into doing the cult thing. I like the <laughs> one with the background scene in the soap opera, but I think the cult thing fits your personality a little better. So we got the cult one for Annabelle where you basically get tricked in it. Yes, and I like the, that one. because we've also got the, uh, you burning down the church. Yeah. So I like the cult one because I, uh, uh, that would probably happen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, uh, you know, it seems likely. Uh, the church one also very realistic. I am very clumsy. Um, as apparently the world can tell just from hearing me speak. <laughs> you all, speaking of clumsy, you also put yourself into a troll doll instead yes. of the actual good guy doll. So, uh, I mean, even though it is borderline not me dying, I'm going with Matt's entry. The troll doll one? Yes, it was... Uh, so it was very long, um, but it, uh, it was, I appreciate that. So you put a lot of effort into it and, um, I could see me making a stupid mistake like that. So, um, how accurate was he on getting you pretending to be a medieval knight? Well, you know, uh, very. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. If you were in the tiny troll doll, would you wear tiny pants or would you just like just oh, I'm going butt ass naked, yo. That's the best part of being a troll. All right, would you get a haircut or would you keep your crazy? No, it's hair? just crazy neon hair, naked troll just <laughs> running around like a mad person. Look, there's nothing to hide there. There's no genitals. It's just plastic. Yeah. <laughs> no shame if you don't have no genitals. No shame That's in my right. game. That's the whole thing to hide. Matt, right. congratulations, you won this time. You successfully killed a stranger. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. And that's going to do it for our 10th episode. Thanks for checking us out, and we hope you see you again in two weeks. We're always looking for John Dye's first submissions, so please email them to us at gravetalkpodcast at icloud.com. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Grave Talk. Our podcast is available where all fine free podcasts are sold, like on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our episodes. If you like our podcast, please share it with any other horror fans you think might enjoy our content. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead and the dead can't listen. Mm-hmm.